Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. Good evening and good evening. This is The Word with Mike, Pete, and Steve. GovsRadio.com. We have a very different Pete in studio tonight. But before we get to that, we want to thank everybody for joining us. We're back in studio, Stephen. Oh, well, I got to put you up. There you that go. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be there nice. We my bad. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back, back. in the studio. Uh, we had a great time over at uh, Dubco doing a uh, live brew day, a collab with Barrage and Dubco. You guys uh, working on that beer? It's coming along. We'll get to that a little bit uh-huh. and uh before we get to our show tonight a couple of things number one we are live on youtube live on facebook uh tonight i'll jump over to the instagram as well and do some live from that uh we are also going to be in podcast form probably tomorrow or wednesday uh as everyone knows uh that show is available on the hopped up network spotify itunes uh amazon music and iheart radio network all you have to do is ask alexa alexa Play, play the fuck. No, 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 no don't, don't, don't say, say fuck. She, she won't like the that. war. Yeah, play the war with Mike, Pete, and Steve, and all of a sudden Alexa magically answers you. You can do it on your phone too, and ask Siri. That's right. Yeah, that, it's, that it's, bitch will answer you too. She'll do it too, dude. All the ladies come calling when, when the war with Mike, Pete, and Steve are on, and all of a sudden you hear our lovely voices on your portable devices. Uh, so tonight we are joined by our guest from Twin Fork. Pete is here, but before we get to him, we have to get to our sponsors. Steven's going to kick it off with Rosie's Drafts. So you know what I noticed before you go? Before I before you just go sure. into your, your spiel? Sure. Um, really quick. Yeah. Uh, I totally went with Brew Bag or Beer Maker. I went with Beer Maker at Dubco. And I don't know why I did that. Usually we just kick it off right away with you with Rosie's Draft yeah, Solutions. Man. And I don't know why I did that. Yeah, and no year. offense to Nick or anything. He was part of the reads. But it was, it, a it, it was a new year. I was just trying. I guess got thrown off. We're in a different environment. Than the and studio, and we were in the brewery. Yeah, we were so in the brewery, that, and we were—I was already excitable. starting to drink and everything. Right. So yeah, you know, it happened. So, all right, kick it off with Rosie's Draft Solutions. Rosie's Draft Solutions is a Long Island family-owned business that provides professional draft beer system services, line cleanings and maintenance, draft beer line system installs, event dispensing solutions, and more. They are passionate about craft beer and making sure it has the same quality as when it left the brewery. It's only done by making sure the draft system beer lines are perfectly clean. Clean it tight. 
Rosie services bars, restaurants, halls, events, and all other beverage establishments, including home kegerator installs across Long Island and Westchester. You can reach them at rosiesdraftsolutions at gmail.com or call them at 631-219-2075, Monday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mention the wort. Get a little discount. Uh, I think now they're doing uh, Brazilian waxes. That's that's beautiful. You get a Brazilian All wax in one also. service. Yes, it's I need my uh, the, I need the backside cleaned up right. for the summer season. Well, so it's coming. Oh God, I got to get ready for my my uh, mankini to, to hit the beaches. Mankini. Yeah, I got to get my my hernia fixed, Ugh. and then I'm gonna go ahead and get my mankini wax. Oh. Yeah, I love it. Uh, thanks to Nick and Rosie Draft Solutions coming on. This is our sixth season of doing this show. Really appreciate Nick and Rosie Draft Solutions for all their support throughout the years. Tonight we're also sponsored by Brewbag. Brewbag for your beer pong cornhole. Go to brewbag.com. Receive your beer pong cornhole. You could actually get it customized with a vinyl wrap right on front with your logo, the brewery's logo, your personal logo, whatever it is you want it to be. Remember, beer pong cornhole. That's right. So it's cornhole, Unreal. but with six holes. Can't wait. And you play it like it's beer pong. I miss it. Key is that you have to have a beer in your hand. That's that's how we play. Oh, I don't play in any other way. You can't. You can't. So go to brewbag.com. You know what? Baseball's coming up. Uh, a lot of outdoor activities. Spring is going to be upon us before we know it. Go to brewbag.com, type in promo code the wart, and receive 10% off your brew bag today. Also sponsored by Beer Maker. Beer Maker. I got, I'm actually going to start my double IPA in my you Beer are. Maker. Yep, Beer Maker. It's the uh, countertop all-grain brewing system automated and connected through a phone app. You can follow along as you add your grains and dispense the wort into a nice giant one-gallon bag where then you can let it ferment and sit, add your hops, drop whatever other uh, adjuncts you're looking to do. And in the end, you get a nice one-gallon of beer that you could fill up like 10 to 12 uh, bottles with. Go to beermaker.com and type in promo code the wart. Receive 10% off your beer maker machine today. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. We know the Lady Brewsters were really into getting that oh thing. My God, yeah. I, I'm holding on. Like, Sheila still will steal it, even though she's oh. not kind of connected as what much anymore. That? She's going to, if I, if she sees it, she's taking it. So I have to brew this beer before she gets her grimy little hands on it. <laughs> so go to beermaker.com. And by the way, all of our sponsorship links are in our link tree of the bio of our Instagram. So click on that to find all these links directly to pages and type in the promo code. Last but not least, I reached out to Will today from Brewers Hardware. Brewers Hardware, for all your uh, s- a large batch or small capacity needs, go to Brewers Hardware. Try clamps for days, Stephen. Old try clamps. How many try clamps did we see at Dubco? Uh, there was a lot. Yeah. I mean... Oh, the, the boys were. Jimmy was. They were whipping it around. Yeah, it was like one of those, uh, the sharks versus the uh, jets and with the hair comb <laughs> knife thing. It was crazy. They, when you're a brewer, you get really good with your tri-clamps. So go to brewershardware.com uh, and type in promo code the word to receive 10% off your order. And we really thank uh, Will and the guys over at Brewers Hardware for sending us uh, some stuff that we give back to our brewer sure. guests. That's what it's all about. It's nice and cyclical. See, that was the word I was looking for uh, uh, at Dubco. And then I said something about hands and i listen back to like the first 10 minutes of the show i'm like we really started awkward that day but you know what great show to kick off 2023 and we got another banger tonight and tonight we are joined by pete from twin fork beer company twin twin fork beer co i always get mixed up because i say brewery or brewing company or beer and liquid and everybody's got their own little yeah and that's that's great it really does help separate you because if everyone's a brewing company you're like okay we got a brewing company like it though twin fork beer co what's going on pete how are you sir where are my tri-clamps yeah, ah, <laughs> yeah. There you we'll, go. we'll tell will we'll say hey will uh, let's get we some, need, some tri-clamps. tri-clamps my we brewer need. always yells at me we need more tri-clamps we need more tri-clamps <laughs> <laughs> tell him to stop stealing them yeah he's taking them he's home, home he's, he's whipping them 
around. <laughs> He's in the garden. <laughs> He's like, I got these gnomes to shoot water out of the nose. Track lamp. Track lamp on them. Um, thanks a lot for driving out today. Thank I know it's a, a bit of a, a ride out from the uh, the Riverhead area and maybe beyond, depending on where you live. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we've we've made it a goal of ours before we shut this show down after what six years, seven years, wherever it's going to be, uh, that we make sure that we hit every brewery on Long Island. And you, and as I mentioned in one of so our posts. So that means this is going to keep going on forever because they just keep popping just keep, Well, <laughs> believe it or not, we have Somerset coming on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we got to get them in. And we got, uh, who's the other one that we discovered that was uh, Freedom? And Necromancer, right? They're just brand new breweries just popping up. Ev- Necromatic, that's right. Necromatic. Uh, just crazy. You're right. A, a, a large amount. But you, you, sir, and Twin Fork has survived uh, some big times. And I want to get right into it. I, I want to know, I mean, you have on your logo established in 2014, we're talking this right before the show, um, a, a very long run here. You're, you're eight years in, you've been around for a while, the brand is out there, people have seen it. I was mentioning to you that I've seen it uh, at a restaurant I used to work at, and you had tastings, and you know, you go to private places or beverage distributors, and you have people doing tastings. You've been around a while, and it's only recently where you finally have roots, so let's go back to 2014. How the hell did this all get started? Believe it or not, it started a little before 2014. I was a home brewer yeah. and um, just sort of played around with brew recipes for five or six years, joined the uh, homebrew clubs. Don't mind me. I'm uh, going to, my favorite, the Crescendo. That's one of my favorite. We'll, we'll share this. going to go through all of those. If you want to <laughs> oh, we're going to drink and we're going to go through all of them. That's fine with It's me. you and me tonight, buddy, because as you can see on my shirt, uh, Stephen is enjoying his dry January. <laughs> and uh, we... Uh, we, I am not dry. I am wet as fuck <laughs> this January. Let me tell you. I think you. next year I'm doing damp. Damp. All right. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, just half half Slug, pours. Get those five ounces going bit. at the tasting rooms, yes. and that's it. So sorry, you were saying. No, uh, by fine. the way, uh, with home brewing. Yes. Um. Did you? Were you in the East End Brewers? Brewers East End Revival. Perfect. Yeah. yeah I tagged of, them, and I thought so, but I yeah. wasn't sure. Yeah. I think that. Um, organization kind of combined with another organization, two different or three different ones there. They come to our brewery stuff from time to time, yeah, our tasting yeah. room. And uh, yeah, that's how I started home brewing and worked on uh, all kinds of different all grain batches. Um, visited a lot of breweries. I was a little disillusioned because a lot of the breweries at the time were coming up with, you know, it was all West Coast back then. Mm, and they had these pale ales that tasted like West Coast IPAs. I said, why are you calling this, why are you calling it a West Coast IPA, a, a, a pale ale when it's really a West Coast IPA? So I came out with the chromatic. Yeah. And that's more of a more forward beer that I really honed the recipe on. Give me a little quick little taste of that if you yeah, want. Yeah, let me uh I'm uh, Steve, yeah, I'm going to I'm go. you could I'll take Steven's glass there and you can take go. that one. There we go. We're going to get into these a little deeper as Definitely. we go along, but, but that was the that, so that was the beer that we launched. This um, was the flagship pretty much what you call it. This was that, our yeah. only beer. We were searching to uh, find a place to build, you know, build the taste room, build a brewery and got kind of shut down in some places and so forth. <laughs> um, Dan and Greg over at Long Island opened up their place to us. They said we got a couple of tanks available. Yeah. Uh, we scaled up from a, a five-gallon batch to a uh, you know 30-barrel batch mm-hmm. and uh, rolled it out from there. <clears throat> Old kegs uh, for the first uh, probably about a year, year and a half. Okay. Uh, Dan and I went out from door to door. We pounded pavement. We went to different uh, restaurants and different bars and basically just you know built the brand up from, from the ground up. What were some of the first contracts you guys? Was it mostly out east, or did you make Long Island was the first. Uh, yeah. Big shout out to those guys, and then Great South Bay was the other one that we used. Uh, oh, you were using GSP. Yes, okay. uh, great, great guys too. Davis family, uh, terrific, helped us out in more yeah. ways than one. Um, so we've been brewing. Uh, we did contracting for a long time, and you know, finally got that got that run and got you know five, six, seven different uh, lines of beers out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then I actually got the cans into the uh, into circulation, which was a, a you know a game changer because we got into grocery stores, we got into delis, we got into you know distributors. Just, that's right. Yeah, beer, beer yeah. home bevs as they call yeah. them. So that's um, you know that's that's pretty much where we where we were at. Um, so fast forward a little bit, and we get this uh, piece of property that was owned by the family. Okay. And we uh, developed. Well, that. that helps. That's for sure. Well, we developed that. <laughs> that was that was an arduous task in itself, getting all that to kind of kind of line up. My brother was in the construction business, so he was able to spearhead the project. Right. Like all projects, they take a lot longer than they should. Uh, and money and time. But and that's, COVID. And, oh, well, that's, and, COVID. and I want to talk to you about that, that because they really want to bring it up, but that put the brakes on everything. Yeah. Um, pretty much uh, got our liquor license on March. Of 2020, oh god. Uh, oh god! Attorney said you can open. I said no, we can't. Everything's closing. <laughs> oh god! It was like the first week or two yet. You were like, yeah, ready and, to and go. so we, you know, we, you know, continued on and finished, you know, assembling everything, got the equipment sort of into place, and uh, opened up in uh, April of 2020. <clears throat> okay. So, so that I mean, that, I'm gonna have a little sip of beer. Yeah, go for it. Voice a yeah, beer, but uh, that's that was a, a task in itself. So I, I want to go back to, I, I know you were contracting at Long Island. You guys were hitting the pavement. What were some of the uh, first restaurants or places that kind of took in your beer? Who were those, um, you know, those establishments that took it? And I want to say this in a nice way, but like took a chance. Like here's a new brand. Here's a new label. Early on, 2014, 2015. What was... You always remember that first one. Yeah, yeah. Classic beverage in Hampton Bay. Shout out to Tim if you're watching. There you go. Thank yeah. you for taking us on. He called us. I'll take a slim of six, a slim of chromatic ale. I went running out there like crazy. Here's <laughs> <laughs> that six of chromatic ale collecting my money. Feet are on fire. There we go. Uh, yeah, uh, classic beverage. Uh, <clears throat> Edgewater restaurant in Hampton Bay. They, they keep us on year round. Villa Paul restaurant, <clears throat> Hampton Bay's. Sunday's restaurant, Hampton Bay's. Yeah. Now, did they, did they have... The the amount of craft beer that you see today was the the, I guess the um, the market as saturated as it is today. No, no. Did you feel back then? No. No, there was plenty of it out there, but you know we were we were one of the you know one of the few in some of the in some of the restaurants. Uh, most of them that keep us on now have kept us on since the beginning, which is really uh, kind of special and unique too. Yeah, yeah. Um, now it is definitely. Uh, I mean, obviously, like you said, there's a new brewery opening up every single pretty much week, and we yeah. people tell us, "Have you seen this brewery? Been in that brewery?" So well, I don't even know who the hell you're talking about. Yeah, right. Cause, oh yeah. <laughs> There's so many of them, but uh, no, it's actually a good thing. The state uh, has been very good with um, incentives and building up, uh, you know, helping. It's it's good tax revenue for them. So obviously, yeah. they have, you know, tourism and so forth, especially out east. Now, you guys farm brewery or? We are farm brew licensed, and we are, that's coming up for renewal, actually. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> farm brew and <laughs> craft shit. brew, we have a dual license. Oh, good. good yeah. Good. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you guys, do you have spirits there, I, I think? Uh, well, we do. We we will pour uh, New York State spirits yeah. and wines and yeah, ciders yeah. and that sort of thing. We don't make them there. I don't promise. No, 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 no. I just mean you, you're yeah. able to serve it Correct. there. Yeah, that's yeah, a tasting. That's a good conversation. So let, let's talk a little bit about you know those those uh, years where you were um, basically just a, a label or a can. Um, what was the setup like? You guys were going in with uh, you gave the recipes to Long Island. Did they work on them? What was? Oh yeah, the, uh, Greg, the and, overall, Dan, Greg like, and Dan had, had cut their teeth working for uh, I think it was New England Brewing Company, and they you know good old much, New England. Remember yeah, that? So they they oh, built God. up their <clears throat> their repertoire, so so to speak. Uh, no, we essentially just took the homebrew recipe and we sat down with uh, some software and some calculators. We said we could scale <laughs> this up and got it into the tank, and it, out it came. So that was a uh, yeah, pretty there, pretty yeah. easy transition when you have some experienced uh, brewers with you. And if anybody's listening in, or, or they can actually, or they're watching, mm-hmm. as you look at all the different cans, there is that one thing that kind of sticks out yep. between everything. It's, I mean, crescendo, legato, 
allegro, sonata, and chromatic. These are all musical terms. All musical terms. Dan and I are both musicians. My, my brother, partner in the business. Nice. I grew up as musicians. And you have, and, and just to kind of go around you, this weekend, you had a bunch of live acts. You have bands playing in the brew house. You have somebody up front uh, playing guitar, or solo act. So you yeah, guys are Saturday, very music centric. Saturday and Sunday, we have music year round. Yeah, yep. you know, didn't want to call it uh, Tuning Fork because obviously you're at Riverhead at the the opening of the Twin Forks of Long Island, so double meeting there as well as your location. Uh, let's talk about that location because, interesting enough, uh, you said it was a property family owned. Was mm-hmm. there already existing structure there? Two hundred and fifty oak trees. You built that from scratch. We did. Whole dude, uh, you, have you seen pictures of it yet? Yeah, yeah. it's giant. They got a pretty good space. For you know what new breweries are opening with, bigger than the average brewery that would open up. Yeah, the plan is to grow into it and uh, you know expand out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been um, <clears throat> it's been an interesting process. Um, the building was it is what it is. Um, the the building the brand is uh, it's like I said we t- we hit some pitfalls obviously during the COVID you open up all these doors and everything else especially with the restaurants and yeah. you know on premise so to speak it's. Uh, Everybody took a bit of a hit. Yeah. However, with the cans and the, that sort of thing, that, that kind of pretty much buoyed us. Now, uh, just uh, for for the COVID times, you were able to do door to door. Did you guys uh, do like drive up because you have a nice big you know parking lot there in the back and everything? Could you? We had a speakeasy. We had a speakeasy. Oh, did you <laughs> park in the back? Don't tell anybody. Remember? We were, <laughs> well, you could be outside, we I were, guess, right? I mean, yeah, there's enough yeah. space inside. We were yeah. working on the building, and I remember a police officer pulling up and saying, "I remember saying to the, you know, we're we're entitled to work because of construction, because you know the grocery mm. room to sell all that." He said, "I'm not here to to bust your chops." He said, "I want to know when you guys are opening. Yeah. <laughs> I want some beers. I want some beer." But yeah, no, it was um, it, it was a, a lot longer than expected, but yeah. uh, you know, all good things you know come in, come in time, you know, so to speak. So now you guys opened up. Uh, what was the actual opening date? Opening day, October, uh, maybe the twentieth of twenty twenty of twenty twenty. Somewhere around that we had a soft opening, and then we had a long open. Uh, okay, we I mean, never had a grand. In right. fact, my manager always says it's been the softest soft opening ever <laughs> because <laughs> we couldn't have a grand opening. Well, the Social distancing and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the front of the the tasting room is a good size, but not something where you can pack in like a GSB level of amount right, of people. Right. Yeah. But now you have the brew house open. Yes. Which now extends more people in there, and again with the social, you didn't have that then, but now it doesn't really make a difference. Exactly. So yeah. You have a lot more room for activities. And a big, out, a big outdoor space. So, more room, so much more room. Big outdoor space too. Yeah. So that's that was interesting. You you made a good decision there. Because you could put some tents, you can hold your own festivals. Yeah. There is a tremendous amount of parking. You guys, I, I've always seen your box truck everywhere. That's right. something else. Right, right. That box truck has been on Long Island for fucking Since years. 2015, I think we bought yeah, it. Yeah, dude. And it has your logo on it, yep. and it's always around. Every time I'm like driving, I'm like, it's freaking Twin Forks going around <laughs> again. Um, so, I mean, that's just great advertising, obviously, but it's sitting in the back, and it looks like a dwarf, it looks like a matchbox car in the size of your parking lot. Um, you guys have obviously done a tremendous job on, you know, the, the space itself. What about the brew house? What did you guys do? How'd you get the, uh, or where'd you get your equipment from? What's going on in there? Give us the rundown of, uh, it's a 20 barrel oversized mash ton <clears throat> with a 15 barrel, uh, brew kettle, which we're finding we can cram 20 barrels into the brew kettle sometimes. Uh, depending so, on the beer, depending I guess. Depending on yeah. the beer, depending on the gravity and so forth. My brewer's always yelling at me, putting too much on this thing. It's just too much of a pain in the ass. But um, 
Yeah, so we got the the brew house designed by uh, <clears throat> a good friend of mine yeah. who's uh, been in, in the business for about 100 years. Oh, Jesus. Um, and we had it uh, made over in China, of course, where is all that stuff made. Right. And uh, yeah, no, it's uh, so we're you know we're adding fermenters, we're adding bright tanks, we're adding. Uh, you have room for expansion. Plenty of room for expansion. Yeah, no uh, kidding. Shout out to Maltman. They've been doing uh, canning, canning uh, for us on site, which is nice. Love those boys, Mr. Yep. Green and the boys. Good bunch of guys there. So that's been really good. And now you guys are obviously, like you just mentioned, you're having them come in, do your can run, going out. Any idea if you would think about or consider getting your own canning line? With that's the amount all of space? It's all in the works. Yeah, it's all in the works. It's all about building it up to it's that all about point. Uh, building it up and deciding which canning you know line to go with and so forth. Yeah. You know the volumes and so forth. So who's your who's your head brewer? Who's uh... Uh, Dan has been jumping in. This, uh, I'm not going to get into the too many specifics. Yeah. but Dan's <laughs> been been helping us out with okay. uh, um, from Waltman. Oh, okay, so all right, got cool. Us, got us off the ground. He's got a lot of experience. He's worked yeah. for Brooklyn Brewery. He worked for uh, Far Island. He's worked for. I think he was over in Germany. He's got a, a, a Fire resume, Island. A, oh, Dan Moss. Dan Moss, correct. Holy yeah. shit! I love Mister Dan you Moss. You didn't know that, did you? I did not know that. Yeah. So shout out to Dan for making good Mr. beer. Moss. So uh, just to, again, take it all back here, Dan Moss was our first official he was. brewer guest. He was going to try to make it tonight. But he Son of a, a bitch, ob- Daniel Moss. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Uh, he can call in. Phone number, 516-465-3990. Send he's him got, a little text. He's got young kids like I got. Ah, that is, that is true. Yes, he's I did remember. He's probably also. So. I did wish him uh, <laughs> Mazel Tov when he had the first yeah. one or the second one. I think he just celebrated whatever. a birthday of one of them this weekend, too. So. Oh, well, that's where I white pizza out here, too. His son's birthday. So yeah. shout out to... Uh, hey, he has a legit reason. Rye guy. Yeah. He's not christening ships. Yeah. Power trooping. Pario. No, he was. Uh, what? Uh, what? I. What did we say he was doing last week? I forget. Uh, no, it wasn't christening a ship. I don't remember. Well, anyway, he was. Uh, he was doing something crazy though. Like he. he oh, always. he was doing fi- uh, fighter pilots. No, no, that was two weeks ago. No, he's he really is, all over the place. He just does. I mean, you know, he's the. He was the ambassador for uh, the. Um, boner pills. Yeah, yes, that, for for <laughs> hims look. hims boner pills. Yes. Yeah. Hims, yes, he's a hims. <laughs> he's a hims guy. I'm not just uh, a, 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 the spokesperson. I'm also a client. I'm also a client. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Uh, oh, Pete. <laughs> well, it was his son's birthday, so Dan. No, I did not know Dan was part of that. So that's awesome. And uh, you know, he's part of the Malt Man group too. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was when we, when he went down with the uh, the Fire Island ship. Uh, we we reached out to him, and he goes, oh, "I'm going to try some other things," and that was cool. And then I did hear he was with Maltman, and didn't click until just now when you're saying Dan and Maltman. I'm like, "Oh shit, wait, Dan was fucking Dan was." Uh, hi, Dan. We missed you, buddy. <laughs> I haven't talked to him since yeah, uh, year one. It's Pete and a, I had him in this studio. Been a while. He was the first. Yeah, he was yeah. the first brewer guest. Yeah, quite a resume. Yes, yes, he does. You can put that on it now. First guest on the word a podcast. Because that's what's going to get him in. <laughs> yeah, that's it. put that, him in the Long Island Brewers Hall of right Fame. That right there is <laughs> that's. Oh, and he was on the word. Oh, oh, fuck, oh he's yeah, in. then he's in. He's, he's a shoe. He's the first first he's ballot all American. <laughs> Uh, well, it's good to see he's out and still doing what he loves because yeah. you could tell he really loved doing that, and it really was a, a tough time with his uh, his venture and what they were doing over at Fire Island. Really, he was not his fault. It's just no. things went sideways. So um, awesome. I'm glad. And you know what? does reflect in the beer, so I'm glad that uh, he stepped in and is doing that. Um, so you, you know, we're talking about all these labels and everything. Um, from Crescendo to um, Chromatic, what were some of the first beers that people saw in the bars and restaurants outside of Chromatic? I went from Chromatic to the Legato Stout, which is a 5.1%, uh, right to Crescendo after that because mm. the whole world was going after these East Coast IPAs. Uh, close to a double, 7.2%. 
Oh yeah, um, it's a it's a fun one and it's a scary one because it doesn't drink like a seven point two. No, the heat's not there and it's drink from like it's a bright. Session. And I like the brightness of it and that's the one I usually go right to. Take him home with me when I head out to the um, tasting room. He's gonna bend. Oh yeah, no no no. <laughs> no, it's two days left. <laughs> two days left. Two days yeah, left. You know how this has been. People uh, don't realize, yeah. and of course, I have such like great friends yeah, like, everywhere that's helping me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to custom when we, make when it. When we first started, we, let me just put this out there. When we first started <laughs> in 2014, two of my, our cousins <laughs> both congratulated us and said, well, we quit drinking. Well, we quit drinking is a little different. Me, not helping the cause <laughs> here. We need support. Okay? <laughs> yeah, we need you to be here <laughs> to drink. We need you guys to drink our beer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, so we went out with them. Then we released the uh, the Sonata. And we had, um, oh, obviously, we do our, you know, we do our se- summer seasonal we right, do yeah, our, yeah. Uh, harvest notes, which we still have on tap in the tasting room. That's cool. uh, you know pretty much that's not a pumpkin beer. We just call it the harvest notes, so we can run it you know into into the fall, into the fall January, the, February. Right. We, we still do the sugar rim, which mm. everybody loves. Yeah, um, and we have some new releases coming out. We have a new England hazy coming out in a couple of weeks, Ooh. Um, and a lot of other special things going on. So you're yeah. gonna have to tune in to yeah. Who, yeah. who is that. developing these recipes? Uh, it's it's mostly me, um, okay. and you know we just tweaked them with whatever brewer we're working with. Uh, like I said, the guys are great. So Bay were great, Dan and Greg were great. Uh, Greg Meisch over great stuff. Great stuff, Bay's been yeah. was ter- st- I mean, super super and help us. We uh, had Greg on as everything. well. Yes, yeah. And Dan and Greg from Long Island too. They've been great great people in this industry, and I think no that's doubt. what's going to be, you know, the key to all this uh, as we you know go through our seasons. We've seen that common thread, um, the, the the camaraderie between no brewers. The the we want to you know a rising tide lifts all ships kind of feel, uh, the idea that you know your area has become a hot spot for breweries. No question. I mean, if we go down the list, there's at least five breweries six, within six in Riverhead, within five miles, within about three miles. Jesus, yeah. I mean, people actually uh, two weeks. Ago, oh, we, I'm forgetting trade winds. That's we had, a, we had an Uber bus, small minivan bus come in with a group of people. Mm-hmm. They they left them there. They had a little bite to eat. They had some beers, flights, and you know, enjoyed a little bit of the football they had we had on. And they walked to Long Island. Then they were walking to Uber Geek. Then they're going to walk to I think it was uh, North Fork yep. and then either PCB or one of the other ones. And, and I'm so forgetting about Peconics. It really Some isn't it? Yeah, it's not a it's not a bad walk. I mean, you, know, you, you think about it, you go to the city, you're walking and walking and walking. Yeah, so yeah. out in Riverhead, it's you know, it's it's kind of nice. You know, yeah. the buses are coming, they're staying locally. They yeah. don't have to drive all the way out to you know out east or out to the South Fork or whatever. So and so prior to that, like you guys opened in October of 2020. You've seen did trade winds come in before the trade pandemic? winds was about a couple of months ahead of us because Duffy and I, yeah. one of the owners, head brewer, we were. Texting back and forth. I remember him saying, you know, you're right behind us. We're opening. We're, we should be opening, you know, very soon in terms of getting our licensing and so forth. So They had an established location. That was the thing, though. They had an established they location. The, it's a great little location. They're yeah. doing, you know, they're doing well right next to Diggers. Diggers another yeah. one. They were the yeah. first one in the river to take us on, still take us on, you know, buy our beer and regular chromatic. They leave the chromatic on, which is kind of nice. I can yeah. go with my kids and have a, you know, a burger and wings and have a chromatic, you know, why not? <laughs> uh, they've been great, great there also. But uh, yeah, I mean, Riverhead's doing it. It's, it's a renaissance. It really is. Turning into a brewery, uh, kind of a, a destination. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's it's it's amazing to see. And we we've talked about it on the show a lot. How you know when you get a centralized or you would, people would say it's flooding the market, but it's really not. It it's bringing people in. For instance, my town, Lindenhurst. You know, we had twenty seven. Great. We have Sand City, awesome. Now people are going back and forth. All I do is watch people walk up and down Wellwood to go from one brewery to the next or to stop at the Village Lantern or to go over to mm-hmm. Breslau, the new brewery that opened up, or just doing a whole tour of the restaurants and bars. It makes a difference. 
Linehurst just got a huge um, increase in state funding to do more downtown, $4.5 million to do, it was a Newsday, um, to do a, uh, you know, renaissance change of the town itself, possibly adding, uh, in my hope, more parking. Not a that big deal. Nice. Not a big deal. I've never had a problem with parking in my town. But that is a concern for a lot of people. And in Riverhead, it's tight inside where Trade Winds is. No that, doubt about that it. parking well, lot. The downtown back down. just got some kind of grant also to improve uh, part of the area too, uh, which is good. You know, the, because the, the better downtown does, the better we do. Same sure. thing with uh, PCB. I mean, they right. have only that that kind of strip yep. and that yep. that lot there, and, and if it's on a and packed day. And right next door is the aquarium. Right. I'm cutting out. Right. No, no, you could. And that's just your headphones, I think. It's not you. Um, that small parking lot towards the back, and then yeah. you have the aquarium. You can park all the way down the block, but on a bad day to walk the river, <sighs> it's tough. Well, they have yeah. they have offsite parking. Yeah, and yeah. they shuttle in, right? Yeah, um, yeah. some somewhat. Sometimes, I'm not yeah, sure, but yeah, we do business. Last time I was there, I walked. Yeah, into parking yeah. lot was down the block. I mean, like think about it, you're in a city. You walk in the rain. It's not that big. Of a deal. Yeah, really, yeah, it's not we're that big really. of a deal. Yeah, but, uh, us country folk. Don't like the rain. I don't like the rain. I uh, I want to uh, talk a little bit about you know that that relationship and the establishments out there, but I also want to discuss kind of like the the birth of the community. You guys came in, and uh, obviously you said you had very good relationships with some of the um, uh, I guess the the town or the, the the city or the the county. What did you have to go through when opening up? What hurdles came about as you were opening up this new location? Brand new construction, all this stuff. I would imagine it's like everything in the book thrown at you. The uh, first meeting we had was with uh, Sean Walter, who is now a judge. Uh, he was the town's uh, supervisor. He said, this town is going to be a brewery capital before I leave office. Or I'm going to set And You know what? Was he a bit of a drinker? <laughs> no. All right. Well, he just likes beer. <laughs> He's a drinker. Um, they were very open because... You know, Riverhead in certain areas is very blighted. Riverhead has, you know, has had some trials and tribulations throughout the years, and no, 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 no bones about that. Uh, they were very open to to our plan. Um, really, didn't give us any kind of problems. Really, okay. not at all. Yeah. Um, what about utilities? They have sewers there. Oh what yeah, are you guys we're, we're in with? sewer. We have electric uh, yeah. gas industry. I should say we have yeah. you know four hundred amp service electric. So we're yeah, we're good, pretty yeah. set. Two inch yeah. uh, water mains. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, no, the town's been great. I really can't complain. Uh, they've been because they want to see growth. They want to see you know we've already you know we have like nine employees on now, so we're giving back to the in terms of the community hi hiring people and <clears throat> you know just. Adding to the tourism, which Riverhead kind of gets left out by the you know the North Fork, especially at the, well, sure. the wineries, which are great. It's a it's a great draw, but I mean millions and millions and millions of people go out there a year. Yep. Riverhead is on the way, and you don't need to send all that traffic. Right. So our pitches, I mean, we're a mile, we're, we're two miles from Tangamore, we're a block and a half south of Fifty Eight. We're literally right there. Yeah. Get so, off, and you're good to go. Get off, and you're good to go. The uh, the employee thing is an interesting. You guys, uh, obviously, being out there, you don't have people, too many people from Nassau County commuting out for the tasting room. So you have a lot of local employees. Who are who are the people that have been around pretty much the longest? Who's been with you uh, from the get-go here? Um, well, number one, <laughs> my manager, who was at a maternity leave, shout-out to her, Savannah. She's been with us since, pretty much since the beginning. She came on. Uh, I met her. She was very yes, lovely. Yes, she's uh I have his little baby girl at home. Shout out to the little baby Natalie. Uh, mazel tov to her. Uh huh. Um, yeah, she's been there the longest since, since pretty much since the beginning. Uh, we have Eric, our kind of head mechanic, uh, drives a 
does some driving for us and pretty much fixes stuff around a brewery and, and on site. Agilable trades, as they uh-huh. say. Nice. We have Haley, our lovely little beer tender. We have Ashley, our beer tender. Rebecca, who just came back for a visit, she she's a, a nurse and she moved away to go mm. take a job upstate, but she comes back and uh, kind of uh, subs in. Mm-hmm. So, and we also have Scott. Scott was on in the beginning. Also, was a good friend of ours, and he uh, pretty much in the beginning we were kind of grew up around the dark because of the COVID. Right, wearing masks. I mean, I hate to keep going back to, but you're wearing yeah. a mask. You have ropes up everywhere. <laughs> you're yelling at people for standing and drinking and <laughs> all the things you're not supposed to do. In Stop a enjoying yourselves and, and drinking. Walking out to a walking out to a bus uh, that just pulled up. And there's a woman smoking. I said, you, you can't, you can't stand up with a, you know, with the mask off. She said, how am I supposed to smoke? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really Did you go sure. Go by the cars in the sure parking lot that or something. Rule or whatever. Anyway, so uh, yeah, no, it's been a, we've had a great, I, terrific staff, uh, our bartending staff, and our everybody's working with us has been really, really, you know, supportive, really great, really caring, um, help us grow our brand and help us, you know, really build up what we have in our tasting room. Now, you guys. Uh, you know, like you said, had a lot going on. When did you break ground? What was that first date before the open? Because obviously you said October 2020. So how long was the construction time? September 2018. Wow. Yeah, it took, uh, we put a big giant hole in the ground and the steel got held up for seven months. And then that got put up and then that's when the COVID pretty much took place in 2020. So it was a long, long, uh, long process. But, you know, if you're in a construction business, you're used, you're used to waiting. Yeah. yeah. Two it's years is not a long hurry time. Hurry up and wait kind of a mentality, exactly, right? Yeah, but, so... But no, it was uh, it was a uh, interesting, you know. It's still interesting because we're still building, we're still adding, you know, adding things to the tasting room, we're adding things to the brew house, right? Uh, the, the the warehouse floor, you know, this constant constant change. The outside is, you know, we're landscaping it, making it nicer every, you know, every so often to try to make improvements there. So, so, hold on, we have a phone call. Uh, this is the word of Mike Pete and Steve Gubbsradio.com. Who do we got on the phone? Well, we got the body just pulled the calls. Who is this? Dick just pulled the calls. I don't know who you are. You have to speak a little clearer, sir. Oh, go for the fall. Okay. Uh, go. Is this Dennis? No, not. Okay. Well, you've come, you've you've taken the the show to a screeching halt, sir. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like we've just we just rear-ended a bus, and all the little children are getting off crying. Like, what? Let's uh, let's let's re- let's reel it in here a little bit. And okay, we're gonna have to let you go because I have no clue what's going on. And if I uh, had your phone number, I would have probably not answered. Have a good day, sir. The whole phone number, do you know who this is? No. Well, guess what? DJ D Love. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, it might have been DJ D Love. We're not sure. He was trying to play uh, something or other. Who yeah, knows what's who going knows. on? Huh? I was gonna say he's like oh, the Russian God. mob. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. Was that it, English? No, I think it was. <laughs> it was very soft talking, and I'm not. I'm not uh, in favor of the soft talkers. So we have to be a little more clear. If you're gonna a, call into uh, the show, I got a big mouth. <laughs> you got to be loud and clear, people who are calling in five one six four six five three nine nine zero. Um, so get back to what you were saying, sir. Sorry, I was. What were we saying? What were we talking about? We're talking about beer. We're talking about, about construction. Well, yeah, the construction. Yeah, the construction is, is boring. Let's talk beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. We have uh, uh, a couple of segments we were going to get it to you, but we got to get into that f- uh, in a little bit. Uh, right now, I'm just searching for something so we can go to Instagram Live. However, uh, what I'd like to talk about really quick is uh, just a little bit of your background, sir. So you obviously, you said you were a home brewer. Uh, where did the home brewing passion come from? What inspired you to start that home brewing uh, experience? 
I was in chemical manufacturing, my father's business, for uh, about 23 years. He started in the 60s. I joined there in the well, early 1991 or 92. I can't remember what year it was. <clears throat> uh, we manufactured soaps and cleaners and truck washes and vehicle washes and really? lubricants and greases and all that stuff that's boring at a bar. But it's interesting because there's some chemical hot process technology involved, filling machines mm. and conveyors and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I like drinking. I like alcohol. <laughs> and I said to my one brother, I said, you know, we should like look to open a winery. He said, okay, look into it. I looked into it. At the time, there were about 40 of them on the East End. He said, well, good luck, because I don't think we need any more out here. And you need acreage for that. You really do need yeah, a tremendous yeah, well, amount of land. Exactly. And at the time, those they weren't making any money. They, those Most of the people you spoke to in, the, in that business were uh, – Pretty much struggling. Yeah. Well, not struggling. They they were you know gazillionaires. They need the tax write off. <laughs> so you know what? There's an interesting point. So that was kind of you know a little disillusioned. I said time to retrench. And then um, speaking to my other brother, who's really not involved in the business at all, but likes to drink like we do, mm. he said, you know, you, you're into manufacturing. You know, you know, hot process. You know, you know, whatever. Why don't you either take some courses or learn how to make beer? So I said, okay, that's not a bad idea. So I should open a brewery. He said, yes. <laughs> So I did what exactly what I said. That's it. And you know, we I read read about it, talked to people about it, visited breweries, um, took some equipment that we had kind of laying around, built a little five gallon system, used a turkey fryer for my burner, um, built a little false bottom, and uh, <clears throat> I remember making my first all grain batch of uh, my own recipe, my first all grain batch, and uh, bottle conditioned like most home brewers do. Um, put it in the refrigerator and let it chill. And I remember just sitting one snowy night, and I said, "Boy, you know, I don't, I don't." I, my wife says to me, she says, you want a beer? I said, yeah. She goes, get one of the beers out of the refrigerator you made. I said, no, no, no. Nothing worked with that. The, the airlock wasn't working right. It didn't ferment correctly. I didn't reach my gravities. It's going to taste like crap. She said, hold on. So she goes, she comes back, and she pours it into my cup. And I'm looking at it. And I sniff it, and I taste it. I said, well, if it looks like beer and it tastes like beer, it's got to be beer, right? <laughs> so there was the chromatic. That's where the chromatic really it was. It came from that. So ah. worked on that recipe for you know x amount of times, and then well, you know, obviously brewed uh, IPAs and stouts and different different style of beers. But I kept reverting back to it because, like I said, when I was visiting other breweries, I kept tasting these pale ales that tasted like IPAs, yeah, yeah. not a traditional pale ale that had the maltiness or the English notes or whatever. So then uh, fast forward, and I ramped up to a thirty barrel system, which I use essentially a uh, baker's thirty gallon thirty gallon. Um, I think it was a forty gallon at the time. Yeah, a forty gallon. Um, for your homebrew system, you yeah, had that? yeah, it was a four, it was a forty gallon, two forty ounce. Soup That's pe- pretty soup big pedals. for a freaking homebrew system. Yeah, a lot of beer. Yeah, <laughs> so a, then we rigged up a lot uh, of beer. We bought the Blinken fermenter. There you bought the I don't know if I forget the name of the heat exchanger I bought at the time. I think it came from one of those offbeat uh, um, homebrewing companies, but it was a good a good heat exchanger. So I was able to replicate. Five gallons to uh, you know about a, about a barrel of beer. Okay. And I remember one batch came out. I was like, I don't think this is going to be any good. So my brother, who lives in Hampton Bays, he said, you know, we're a bunch of drunks. If you take that keg and put it in the middle of the street, it'll disappear. Don't worry about what it tastes like. So we moved on. You know, we kept, uh, I kept brewing and kept brewing. It disappeared. I remember my wife calling me <laughs> saying, gone. you know, you, are you coming home? I said, no, I'm starting my day because I would start brewing at five or six o'clock at night in my, my father's warehouse at the time. Yeah. And, you know, worked till nine, ten o'clock at night. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not actually working. I'm actually perfecting the craft and trying to get into the business now. So, you know, it was a lot of hours and a lot of time and just, you know, trying to, like I said, replicate a, a, uh, a real live brew system. So, so. Yeah, I I remember getting to the point at home, and you, like like you did, you just keep ramping up. 
I was up to one barrel system in my backyard, and I was I had no problem getting rid of beer. Yeah. Because I really wanted to take free beer. Yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. Hey, uh, I got some growlers. I'll come over. Are you film? Yeah, I'll film. Okay. <laughs> so, but uh, you Is get- that all it took? Like, just to, to say, hey, Steve, you got some- Bro, the, the amount of people- You make a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah my God. Well, it's really funny, though, when you actually get into the business side of it, which everybody knows there's a business side to the brewery, which nobody wants to talk about. Uh, I remember Dan from Long Island saying, you know, you guys, are, now you're finally, you know, you're selling beer and everything else. How many times do you go to a party and people say, where's the free beer? Where's the beer? Yep. You, your answer should always be at the beverage or at the supermarket or at the, you know, go buy it. <laughs> I <laughs> because used to, I'm in business now. I got to pay bills. I used to tell all my friends, enjoy it now while it's free. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, the moment yeah. I open the doors. It's not going to be free. <laughs> you're not getting it for free anymore. <laughs> You'll get a beer, but after yeah. that, it's, yeah. Yeah. How many times it's you, How many you. times have you heard, you got to promote you gotta you gotta give away. You gotta promote. You gotta give away. Yeah, give away. I mean, how many times? You know, how many? How much can you give away? I I remember, one uh, a, a a brewer who who's no longer uh, on Long Island, um, and he was very big on the island, and uh, he always told me before, just as I was opening, he told me, he goes, don't give anything away for free. A shirt, don't give it away. A hat, don't give it away because you you. You paid for that. Maybe that's, that's part of your I, bottom line. Maybe that's they will buy it. You don't have to give it away exactly, to them. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's why our show isn't as successful as it should be. Because we give shit away. Because we just give everything away. Mm-hmm. Like tri clamps. Yeah. Well, like I'm still waiting for those. I, I wish I, for days. <laughs> oh God, that'd be great if we had. If if Bruce Hardware sells is a tri clamp, we'll just make like a trophy out of it. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna come in with a box of tri clamps <laughs> and, and give them as parting gifts. Yes. Hey, here Listen. You go. You know how many brewers would go, dude? That's freaking awesome. That's no, a, we'd, that's we'd brilliant. have a we'd have a lineup. For, uh, oh my god, people would be like, <laughs> how many cl- how many clamps to get for being on get? the show? Can I get six clamps? Can I just get six clamps? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll bring right. beer. I'll b- <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. And so starts the new revolution of the <laughs> word. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they're right. You know, giving stuff away to start, I guess, when you're home brewing, that's one thing. But once you have a business model and every single ingredient costs. A certain amount. When we were at Dubco and you guys were getting into information about per pound and the the best yields out of certain things and the reason why you do that is because you're just trying to squeeze every cent you can to make a living. I mean, every single quarter nickel dime does matter because your margins aren't spectacular as it is. Not a pair of uh, Yeezys. It's it's ridiculous. It costs $5 to make and you sell them for $300. It's not like that. It's not that kind of business nope. model. So you're you're making, you know, your hope to make, you know, twenty percent on on what you did, and that's you know, after you're covering your employees, insurance, and you're saying people don't want to talk about the business end, it's it's a logistical nightmare. I mean, that's one of the reasons why you did when, what you did, right? When when people complain about pricing of and, and I know a lot of the breweries try to are trying to hold the line. Yeah. They really don't want to increase man. their prices that much. But at the end of the day, if they don't, they won't be here anymore. Right. And it, and the thing is, you can find another brewery that makes bigger batches and can sell at a larger, you know, consumable price in a way, in that they're making, you know, 100 barrels, which reduces the size of the beer. People will go right to that. Mazel tov. Yes. <laughs> Cheers, sir. Oh, wait. We, uh, we have this thing here. We do, we'll do this. There you go. That's our little sounder for whenever anyone says wort or whenever we At drink. At the end of the day, it, it is a business. You have to recognize the fact that it is a business. And it's yeah. funny because, you know, the, the 
even like the post shift beers, we don't charge our employees for for beer ever. You know, we even take it home with you, and that's not nobody nobody abuses it. But if you think about it, I mean, a pint of beer down the drain. Yeah, you know that that all all that yeah. stuff adds up. And even Steve was alluding to before is that I mean, you you can't, really can't afford to give stuff away, especially when you're getting things off the ground and you're watching. You said you're watching all your pennies and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is that the conversation businesses have with their employees? Like, listen, we really got to start going. We're going to try to limit it now, but as things get rolling and we start turning profits, we'll open it up and more to that. And I know you said you're kind of letting your employees have, uh, I don't want to say their way, but you know what I'm saying, like to a a degree. um, Do you think there are businesses that go, oh, listen, let's let's start moving slowly here and then we can go faster in regards to like give backs to employees or, or even raises, you know, after a while, you know, just in the last two years, things have gotten tremendously well, expensive. For you, you'll see, if, and we we've spoken to a lot of breweries, some really big, yeah. some really small. The smaller ones, the owners do pretty much everything. Right. I mean, look at Twenty Seven A down to bartend. You got themselves, you got yeah. Ryan and Melissa. Yeah. They do everything. Yeah. Um, brewer in front of house. Brewer in front of house. When when they can't be there, they right. close. Right. Um, but then you got. You know, San City, yeah. who has, you know, 30, 40 employees. And, Between their locations, yeah. And, you know, it, again, it's size, what they're doing, what they're looking to do. Um, you know, the smaller, it's it's a, it's it's tight. a little tighter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure every single drop at 27A matters to them. Oh, without a doubt. You know, I talk to uh, Richie Vanberg over at Greenport Brewery all oh, the time. Yeah. We're good friends and, you know, kind of my confidant. And everything He's else. another one we need to get on, just so you yeah. know. I'll yeah, reach I, out to you later. I, I, I texted him before. I had some, right. some stuff to talk to him about. Yeah. Uh, uh, New York State uh, Brewers Association. Oh, well, tell us about the word because we, we've been trying to get. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll push him. All right. Yeah. Uh, um, we, 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 we confer all the time, and it, it's funny because they're a huge brewery. They've been around a long, long time. Yeah. And, you know, it's we just. Even talking finances, is again, I'm doing the same thing as you are. He said, the only difference is the decimal points moved over. He said, but really, it's all the same shit. It yeah, really is. Yeah. He said, it's not much difference between, between what you guys are doing and what we're doing. I mean, they're I lucky mean, enough to have that that nice space out in- He's uh, got a nice big space. That's a nice in one. And, in throes of, uh, and it helps have the food and the element yeah. of- Same thing like, yeah. Like, He's right in my country. Right yeah. in my country. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's a beautiful space, but it's also then seasonal. So, you know, going into, you know, November through March- it's got to be tight. Not no one's hanging out on the lawn playing, you know, uh, brew bag or or, or cornhole. Um, you know, they, they well, actually just. Uh, I don't. I don't know if we were talking about it. Uh, Dubco. Uh, so Pat, Pat had left Greenport. Right. He's, he's right. doing his cantina, cantina yes. now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Greg Dorosky came back. Who used Greg Dorosky to had brewery there now. Yeah. 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 He yeah. came back. He wow. was original. Yeah. And then left and opened up Three's Brewing. Right. And then. Kind of guy he wanted to open up out east, and then tried to run for uh, some, some political thing, I'm some not political sure, yeah. really? spot yeah, because yeah. he was trying to get the laws changed out there, because he was trying to open the threes out there. Ah, but okay. he had to leave threes, right? Because you can't; it's a conflict so, of interest. Uh, South Hall is a, is a, you know there you talk about Riverhead is Town is very open. Be, the, yeah. Well, South Hall Township is part of the whole thing. Riverhead, yep. Riverhead, you know, like I said for our, for our. From my perspective, we had no issues whatsoever in yeah. terms of uh, putting the, you know, putting the building up and opening the business up. But I do hear that Southwold has uh, a lot of red tape, and you yep. know, with good good reason, they want to maintain the you know that kind of rustic appeal. So you can't really. They're very worried them. about traffic. Um, they don't want people. And I get it. Pulling yeah. off the side of the road, yeah, hanging exactly. out. Yeah. You know, well, Sound Nav so. is, is is a beautiful ride. It is, and it wants to remain beautiful. It is. Greenport Harbor is a beautiful town. 
and you don't want to, you know, over-industrialize that area that they have that huge warehouse behind. So I guess, you, and that was for Greenport, by the way. But I'm saying, but Greenport once, out. I mean, that's their attraction is Main Street. It's you know people coming yeah. out, going to the restaurants, exactly. going to the bars, yeah. mm-hmm. hanging out there. Um, it is. It's one of those things where I could see why threes wanted to do it. They're like manifest destining their way all the way out east. You know, they got their sure, new well, establishment. Sure, be, be part of the whole. Yeah, yeah when you're a farm brewery and yeah. you can open up satellite 100%. locations, 100%. you know, they had a great thing going in in the city, what we'll call it, the borough. And, uh, you know, their ability to come out to Huntington definitely helped. That place usually does very well throughout the weekends. Uh, and it's just a tasting room. Can we talk about our tasting room? Yes, let's we, do we it. We do. So we do private events. We have a bunch of them booked, actually, which... It's really good. good. Yeah, like I said, your calendar was packed. Yeah, when I looked do, at that on Instagram. Well, we have that. We also have rehearsal dinners, and we do all the, these private events, too, which you know we're getting a lot of inquiries for all of a sudden. because Interesting. It's so, becoming kind of a – well, what I'm getting to is the yeah. catering halls will only take a certain amount of people for events. I mean, right. They, 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 I mean, Large meet, amount. Exactly. Yeah. 50 and under, they don't want them. Right. So they were, Which has been good. We do sell to a lot of the catering halls out there, too, Vineyard Caterers being one of them. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so we're getting a lot of that. We do have the space for 50, 60 people. Nice. Uh, too small now, for you, them. You bring we, tables, chairs. We have and all that. We yeah. have all that. We have really? outside caterers. You know, we no, do. Cool. You know, we do all That's that. That whole cool. thing. I just, I think I booked three of them today for all going between March and March, April, May, June is already starting to book out Jesus. for private nice. events. As far as the regular events, we do have. I didn't bring my calendar with me. If you could pull I'll up, look it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we could talk about that too. Yeah, uh, we have uh, three good bands coming on. You got to remind me which name of those bands are. Deadhead yeah. bands, one of them. They play at our place all the time. Yeah, and you release your, your this February, week's events. Yeah, okay, good. Pull that up because I don't have my phone in front of me. You have uh, live music by Aaron. Yep. Aaron um, and I like how you put in pet, kid and pet friendly because you do have a lot of space there. So. We do, but no horses. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I did catch James Ford. James Ford. James Ford. We're bringing the horse right in. Bring the horse right in. We were talking about it for a while. Um, yeah, you got Aaron Chase. You got Dan Mealy. Uh, you got who are those guys? Um, Who are those guys? Yeah, I don't They're know. They're great. They're terrific. Um, you could probably get some feed on the uh, on the, one of the older posts. That they have a really great three part harmony. Oh, really? All right. I'm sure you tag Being them somewhere in here. Yeah, so. they're in there. Um, uh, Denise uh, Keen. Kearns, yeah. Oh, Keen. 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 Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, band Jam with the Deadhead. That's the one I was Dead talking about. Band. That's a big band. It's $10 cover. Okay. Uh, three bands from one to seven. Um, we have, now, do you uh, run into any issues with, with like ticket ticket sales on a place? Like, well, how does. How does that factor into the business? Like, how do you even rate? You're going to get security there? Like, what are you? Uh, yeah, for bigger events, we'll bring security yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, and you'll have it in the back by the brew yes, house, correct. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you kind of have that. Um, uh, Deanna Hudson is playing Spinderella and the Posers. Get out of so here. That's going to be our Caribbean Spinder- beach party. Wow. I've heard of that. Okay. Christian. Uh, Pat- Pat- he Pat- just Pat- played yeah. there yesterday. He's yes. So that was the one He's I saw. Ameri- American Idol. Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh, and shit. he sounded awesome. Um, and he was. Uh, yeah, there he is. There, let's see. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> and it was last minute gig, huh? So he's like, "All right, I'll, I'll, I'll." We do had a it. cancellation, so he uh, pinched. He plays every good about every month and a half. Someone, they're really good musicians. We really tried to keep, you know, keep on our, uh, you know, on our calendar. Um, and you got, uh, let's see, High Low Jack's band uh, as is Dead so, Ahead on yeah, that. Yeah, that's a that's that Dead Ahead. That's that. Yeah. So you got a, like a full like that's a full concert. That's lined a full up. lineup there. Yeah. You got opening, you got your middle, and you got your uh, closing. That's, wow. All right, so that's happened on Saturday on February 18th. 
and go to info at twinforkbeer.com uh, for more information, or you can get it right through, I think, here. If I Yeah, click you, you the, should be able to tag. If not, yeah. a, blame me. Or, uh, uh, the websites still have it, too, yeah, right? If yeah, if not, blame me. I'm the one that's been <laughs> mastering Yeah, you and IP were talking before we walked in, and you're like, you know, I mean, Instagram, I'm just getting used to it again. And, like, how? what happened where now you're in charge of that? What's what's going on? Did someone end up moving on? Or what Oh, no, well, my manager, Savannah, is out. Oh, oh so she was taking she care was of it. She was doing all the Instagram and all the wow. social media stuff and kind of trying to give her a little bit of a break. So yeah, no, yeah, I said, it. I can do it. Yeah. Not, have, not any fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a young person's thing, and it's just not my not my gig, but it's very necessary for any Absolutely. business. Absolutely. have and to have, so have it. And I was about to say, because this is you know your, your feed and, and what you're doing and the announcements and the marketing and all that other stuff, showing people new well, beers. just and, the thing with the algorithms. Yeah. And t- when you post. Yeah, exactly. You have oh, certain well, times of the day you need and to And I got to get some credit to my, the, the rest of the staff. The, most of the bartenders are, you know, 25, 26, 27 yeah. or whatever. And they're really up on this whole thing. It's oh, funny because yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll run into a jam up. In fact, we had Grill and Villain there on a oh, uh, really? Saturday. He came in. <laughs> Excuse me. I was talking to him about, you know, you got to do this. You gotta, he said, well, I, I don't really know. I said, hold on. Talk to one of my one of our bartenders. <laughs> that person will will fix your, you know, and you know, so he's able to do a little bit more. You know, yeah. you just you learn from the young knowledge. But uh, you have to have it. You have to have that. Uh, and it's got to be constant. It's got to be consistent. Yes. And it's got to have good content. You got to have posts. You got to have post stories. stories. You got to have shorts. You I know. mean, one of the things we were posed with, uh, I, I'm going to say like year three or year four, is to, you know, you guys need to have a TikTok. Now, listen. <laughs> You know, I have kids. Uh, my kids are on TikTok. It's all to me just blurry nonsense. How old are your kids? Uh, Twelve and nine. Now, my daughter. They, all right, TikTok I'll, is I'll, a very, put it this very way. young. They don't have TikTok themselves. They watch TikToks on YouTube the way they go. <laughs> He's like, oh no. Uh, they watch on YouTube, so I know what it's all about. And I'm a high school teacher, so I know. It's just deadening the brains. You're killing me over here. You know that. Oh, people. God. You got two more days or is it less than two days? <sighs> you have more? Well, more? Keep one. Oh, I have well. one day. Here you go. Yeah. This is the Allegro. This is yeah, the I'm going to grab that next. That's right. uh, but you, you have to be up with, with, okay. and, with and the and social West media. Are, they're, they're coming back. I drank West Coast. I love we're West beating Coast. Up the, we're, 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 as the beers are starting to come out, we're starting to kind of waver in between conversations. When I was in college, I drank <laughs> West Coast IPAs. Yeah. And... It's funny because that's always available for IPAs, yeah. but IPA is the acronym for isopropyl alcohol, which is rubbing alcohol. <laughs> so our, my, my roommate and I would get a six-pack of Pete's Wicked, or we'd get a uh, oh, you know, Sierra Wicked. Nevada, or you know, one of those. Someone know. answered that to your questions at one point. We have a segment. We're going to get into that in sure. a few minutes. But uh, someone answered that at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Pete's Wicked Ale, and we're like, whoa, Pete's Wicked Ale. Yeah, Remember that shit? I loved it. So <sighs> that, that would, it was so hoppy and so bitter. You could have two of those and just drink ninety ice the rest of the night. No, you know, it didn't make a difference. It all tastes. The hops would stay on your palate. Stay on your palate. It didn't matter what you drank after that. But they would say, "Well, you drinking a rubber alcohol again?" Because IPA was, you know, that's that's rubber alcohol. Mm. The uh, the 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 transition from from that to where we are now. You've seen it kind of progress. You stayed true to some traditional styles mm-hmm. here, but you said you are doing a hazy, and I, I want to yep. get into that in our our segment after the sure. the quick break. But sure. um. L- what would be some of those, well, we'll call them hype beers for the moment, but the hype beers that you know you have to have. You have to have a hazy at this point. What's another one that people have been asking for that 
as a traditionalist, you're like, mm, fine, whatever. I mean, I, I hate to tell you, we have so this is our lineup. It's pretty much year round. Yeah, um, we do have a uh, how many chaps in the, in the tasting room? We have eight, but we're going to add a, another eight, I think, and try to mirror some of the ones, especially sure. for the seasonals. But um, and you have room in the uh, you have room in the tasting room for sure. Uh, you have room in the fridge <laughs> for yeah. No, lines. we have plenty of room for okay. all, all, right, for all that stuff, but. Sours are, you know, very, very popular. I thought, I'm yeah. not a huge fan of sours unless they're super crisp and super clean. I don't like the funky flavors. Yeah. Uh, that like, will, I, like that's, I, that's I've seen ones thing. that are like cranberry, and they're just super clean. It's just clear, um, red drink. There's not some very thick. good sours out there, so yeah. that's that's in our offering. We're going to do a uh, okay. barrel-aged, you know, bourbon, bourbon barrel-aged. We work with LIV. We buy their Long Island Spirits, Long Island Vodka. Okay. So we buy their vodka, and we, we, we pour that in the tasting room with our mixed, mixed drinks or whatever. Like a so, mocktail beer mocktail tail beer. Thing, In fact, yeah. my manager said it's not me mocktail. Over. It's uh, what do you call it? Not beer mosa. What, what is the beer and alcohol together? Uh, I just saw Be- something on. I like, just saw the same. My manager sent it over this morning on Instagram. She saw it. It was a Jeez. Miller Light, yeah, uh, yeah. Tito's, and exactly. the OJ. Yeah, it's a chick from Barstool. Exactly. That's, that's exactly a, what it was. That's what it was. I see. Now you know Instagram now. <laughs> yeah. right. Don't fool us. Um, You're um, getting that. I, I scroll through those feeds. I, I forget. It looked good. Bromosa? I mean, Bromosa. There it is. Yeah, it Bromosa, is. It's a correct. Bromosa. It's, yes. a, it's a Miller or yes. Michelob. It's, uh, no, it was, I think it was 90. Might have been. Might have been something like really Miller dirty. Light. Miller Light. Could have been. Big. Yeah, 19, big tall well, boy of yeah. it. Uh a full thing of a uh, small Tito's and uh, OJ, and it's uh, it's it, she said it's fantastic, and I, I'm I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah, Tito screwdrivers were just said on my phone. Um, <laughs> it, it, it looked terrible, but she was like, "This is really good," and uh, and I'm like, "I, I kind of want to try that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. And yeah. I'm not a really big mixed drink. No, but that's wine, it's that's an it. interesting thing where like, like once you have that. Farmer's license. You can experiment with those. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's that's what makes us unique too. I mean, I don't know about unique, but th- th- we definitely offer you know local wines. We mm-hmm. local, uh, offer cider, Woodside ciders for the most part. They're in uh, Aquabog. Yep, and we do keep uh, the Long Island vodka on year round because that's that's a big one. You know, people sure. like to have those mixed drinks. So. Oh, without a doubt, you need those. You need something for everybody uh, to keep yourself again marketable for. Those buses that come in, yep, or or 100%. for whatever it is, and and the the family with kids, and and you guys have, um, uh, soda or or yep. and juice. I did, think. Did or you, you guys play around with seltzers at all? Seltzers, well, not really. We kinda, good. I'm yeah, glad. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I think that ship has sailed for. Mm-hmm. The well, I will say this, Dan Moss. <clears throat> I really like his sea salt ale. That's Mem- sea salt ale from uh, Fire Island? Yeah. I used to buy it all the time. I like that. And good. that was almost like a goza. Yes. It was just a yeah, little but, yeah. tart, a little salty, but with a beer kind of spine to it. Yeah. And that was I one like, of the ones I really I liked. I like that one a lot. Um, and then the Lighthouse IPA. Those Lighthouse are, IPA was good. That, those are the two that I really like yeah. from Fire And listen, I, I live right by Southside Seafood Restaurant. Sure. They always had Fire Island on tap. Always. Every time I would go there, it's like, yep, I'm going to get some beer. I'm going to get a beer to go, walk down the block back to my house. Bastard. And take my fried clams with me. <laughs> <laughs> fried my clams. fried clams. All right, we got a little segment here. We're going to play some music. Uh, we're going to uh, ask you a couple, actually, not where you, Stephen, are going to ask Pete uh, some questions about his beer experience. Uh, and we're going to call this segment uh, Steve's Three Questions. A 
very special presentation. Three questions with our very own Steve Pominsky. Steve's questions. Three questions from Steve. Three questions. Steve's questions to go. It's got skin <laughs> I knew you were going to come with had that. Had to. I had to. Go ahead. Explain it away, Stephen. All right. I'm going to ask you three questions. Not all at once, one at a time, because we need to think about these questions. Very, very simple, truthful answers. That's all we're, we're asking for. And then not, nothing that's going to incriminate you or, or anything like that. It's just... Uh, I wouldn't think of it as that at all. It's just no, very innocent. But some people get like three questions. questions. What the hell are you asking me? Yeah, yeah no, no, no. It's what? It's not, 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 a lie, that not a lie detector test. No, 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 no. no. What is what your you quest? <laughs> your favorite color. What? My, my thinking may be a little impaired right now. So. Oh, all right. Quite like all right. It. I like it. Um, all right, we're going to start off with what was that one beer back in the day that got you interested in craft beer? You were like, oh, my God, I've never had anything like this. What is this? Without question, Pete's Wicked Ale. Yeah, it's Dan yeah. Yeah. Is, I love it. Dating myself, I we were but talking I was about in a it. bar <laughs> when I was in college. We were watching a really cool band, and somebody we were with in the group said, you have to try this beer. And I poured it. It was in a bottle. They didn't have it yeah. on tap. It was in a bottle, and I poured it. I said, whoa, that's pretty hoppy. And hoppy. I didn't know what the hell hoppy was. I said, it's very, very bitter. <laughs> it's really good, though. And I had about four of them. Yeah. Knocked me on my rear end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one of, one of my f- most favorite days when I was at GABF, and uh, one of the guys brought over Pete, who was the originator of Pete's Wicked Ale, and I told him, "You bastard! Why did you sell that for?" <laughs> what do you, what do you look you. like? Describe him to me. I was I'm a, just interested because like, older, older older guy uh, receding hairline. Okay, um, just a normal dude. Like he you was see literally Jim Cook, and you're like, you know Jim Cook. You, you see Sam Calzioni, yeah. and you're we like, know I know Sam. Sam. Yeah, I mean it's he, but uh, Sam's on our website, by the way. Oh really? Yeah. What did he, did he come through? No, we were at a uh, we were s- so we sold a lot of beer in the city. Okay. Uh, it's picking back up in the city. Contrary finally, to what telling yeah. you, finally um, <clears throat> on Fifth Avenue. Oh, you know what it was? Um, I can't think of the name of the place. It's Fifth Avenue and Broadway. It's an Italian kind of a setup. Mario Batali is part of it. I can't remember the name. Bartello? of the place. It's a it's a restaurant. It's a rooftop restaurant bar. Mm. Sam Calgioni had some kind of interest in it, and they had like a maybe a three-barrel, two-barrel system happened to be brewing there. And so... <laughs> was it Death Ave? No. Nah, no. That's too far down. To me after I'm on my I, I, I know exactly the place he's talking about. Yeah, can't think. Of course, I, not had ABC. A, I had a buddy that actually now brewed there the, the for a little side. bit. And it it's was a this little... little thing. It's a, it's yep. a rooftop, rooftop yep. restaurant, rooftop... It's an Italian huh. setting. Italy. Italy. There you go. Wow. So he was there. You, you dove deep into your brain for that on one, our website, yeah. but it, they, yeah, he's, that cheer, he's cheersing us and drinking our chromatic, I think, out of a growler. What? Essentially, just like cheers us. <laughs> this is savage. Yeah, and he we, is. We had about a 10-minute conversation about how we were you know, contracting, self-distributing, and you know, getting parking tickets in the city and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. He said, yeah, same shit. Double park in the box truck. I went the same shit. Now he's a gazillionaire. So. Yeah. Oh, so Stand-up guy. Really nice gentleman. Yeah, I've heard great things about, you know, his, I mean, it's hard to get a hold of him, but once you do, he's just so Oh, personal. he walked right up to us. He just said, oh, you know, he, right. saw, he saw us pitching the- uh, Well, I'm just saying like at events, most of the time, if we've ever crossed paths at an event, it's it's hard to like- you know, we got a hard time getting Kelsey Grammer on the show, but I mean, he's yeah, lucky he didn't get unless and Jake totally denied us, so whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's it's difficult to get those those high caliber um, industry names 
to kind of just lock them down for even five minutes to come on. But yeah, at, when you do, it's 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 usually gold. Without a doubt, without a doubt, give you some good advice. I would imagine just Second like question. Let's lay it on me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um. What? As of today, what is your favorite style? Oh boy. My my favorite style right now is the crescendo. That yeah. just I just love that East Coast style. It's not a hazy. It's close to a double. Um, our, that particular beer just does not drink like a seven point two. You know what it is, and as we all say, it's a slippery slope when those beers go out so good. Mm. But I like I do like a lot of different styles of beer. Um, I remember um, this is delicious. We used by the to way. we used to go oh, out to goodness. a place called Barley Creek and. The Poconos. Oh, oh yeah, dude, we had them on. We had them on. Oh, they yeah. they stole something. It was a brew. Love cool that place. Brew, brew pub. Another place where I kind of cut my teeth in craft beer. So, did, wait, did you you been there when they had like the the full facility with the fire pits and the wiffle ball field? This is going back a little ways, but there fireworks shop still over the creek. There fireworks shop was yeah. over the creek. Yeah, you know, we skied over at um, you know, with uh, Camelback and yep. those mountains over yeah. there. So we would go to we'd go to Barley Creek and tie one on tie one on there. Yo, dude, but, <laughs> I love Barley Creek. It was fun. The I mean, food it was delicious. It was delicious. Yeah. The vibe was really cool, and that was probably an early kind of inspiration. It's like, hmm, this is these guys are you know, yeah, and they cool do place. very similar traditional styles. traditional style yes. beers. So that's kind of got you know got got the roots going too. That but, got uh, me because we had them on during COVID. Uh, well, it was kind of at the tail end of COVID. But we went for a dance competition at. Uh, I did not. No, I no, no yeah. not Stephen. Yeah, we're, we're doing we, we did not ballroom <laughs> dancing. <laughs> uh, but my family and I, we went and we ended up going over there. And I, you know, just Google search breweries right. by me. Went over to Barley Creek on a whim. They had food. We sat down. I got a flight. It it was COVID because I remember we had to like you know go in a specific thing. But once you sat, you're good. Um, but I remember when I pulled in and I looked around, it's like a campus. It's a beer campus, yeah. outdoor fun beer camp. People are playing uh, ultimate frisbee out in in the big field there. They have a whole facility up on the hill a little bit, not not the state park side, right, right. but like when you come in the parking lot, you're looking at the restaurant. Yep. It's behind you, yep. and it's like a whole. And, and then they were doing like I said, fire pits with s'mores packages. They got taps on over there. It was amazing. I was a little chilly. For when we went to really be doing all that, but there were people out there braving the cold, just having a ball. And I was like, "This place is fantastic." We had something like this on Long Island. Oh, like if you go up to uh, what's the campsite up on the North Shore of the East End? Why can't I think of it? Um, Hill the Hills. Yes, if you go to like Hill the Hills, and they had this just stuck in the middle of the woods. It's fantastic. It's and the beer was delicious, and that's why. And we had them on the show, and I, I reached out, yeah. and I was like, "This is fantastic." They said, "Thanks very much." Got them on the show. I had to go time. back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your family. Yeah, we will. I will. When we go to another uh, dance competition at one of those lodges, not Great Wolf, but the other. You and your family. I said that. Okay. Okay. I I don't need anybody. I don't think, I don't want anybody to think that you and I are ballroom dancing or or samba or whatever. Kids dance all night, all day. I need a beer after that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've done cheerleading competition, dance competition. I'm trying to convince all the dance dads to like skip one of the days and just come out to that and have a great time. Larry from Spider Bite and I used to. Every so often, meet at cheerleading competitions our daughters were in. Oh, they were and we, and we would yeah, and we would like we got to get the hell out of here. We got to go outside <laughs> and have a drink. Freaking brewery! I can't wait. That's to get how out I here. started. That's how I started. But that's a good call. I mean, uh, mm. Barley Creek. Yeah, it really. Uh, it wasn't a fun experience. And this is for a five percenter. Man, there's nothing better than a nice five mm. percent stout. Mm. Well, I'm gonna have that Crush as my that set. All day long. my next one here. Well, you know what? I got a third question for you. But ooh. I was waiting for it. Wait, what? The second one was. The, the the style, so the East Coast. Okay, okay. Took okay. the head on this 
Yeah. Look at mm. it's not nitro, it's CO two. Yeah. Tiny bubbles. No, it's the the color too. Mm. Mm. Yum yum. Good job, Daniel. <laughs> um you go to a restaurant or mm. a bar, what's that one beer? Could be from any point in time when you were younger. Can't be your own beer. But what's that one beer that you would hope that you could have? I, I got to tell you, there are several. I'm going back to it way, 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 way back. I always like Bass Hill, but I'm telling you, Samuel Adams Boston Lager on tap. One from my, Boston. One of my favorite yeah. beers of Your all time. Your cousin from Boston. <laughs> exactly. One of my favorite beers of all time. Nice. Uh, Pete, our Pete would agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. He loved the old Sam Boston I mean, Lager. You know, it goes back to, we're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes back to back to the day when you, same thing. People were like, oh, what, are you, what are you drinking? What's this Boston Lager? What is it? It's, it's, you mentioned a, Bass. It, I, it's I not haven't bug. had Bass. I haven't in a long time either. God, I can't tell you. Meanwhile, I used to drink the crap Me out of too. Them. Well, I would black and tan it, Bass. And oh, Guinness. yeah. Oh, yeah that, that would be when I would have my Bass. I don't think I would have had a Bass. And then I went to Killian's. The Killian's, uh, too, for sure. With, with the, the half-half. Um, that was always good. Um, but, was- yeah, Boston Lager, let, let me ask you this. And, and you guys you know, kind of grew up with this. And, and not that I didn't. I did, but I, I wasn't an avid Boston Lager drinker. Is Sam Adams' Boston Lager its own style? Has anyone been able to replicate that in any way, shape, or form? I mean, you, you, you talk to anybody from there. I, I've I've gone there. I've done the tour. Yeah, I and the to. whole works. Yeah. And yes, it is a unique beer. Um, they For do what reason? They do brew it uh, different than like a, a regular lager. Right. It's kind of maybe the, like the toasted lager. That's definitely taking exactly. the different from blue points. That's taking it a different level. Yep. I think it's the mo- m- no more grains, obviously. Different yep. style greens. Um, just the, the temperatures that they were, they were actually a lager supposed to be lagered, right? And they were, you know, uh, fermenting at a higher temp uh, for a shorter period of time, mm-hmm. and but able to get that crispness and. Because I always I've I've had this conversation with other people outside of the show and been able to kind of break down what separates sam boston lager from other lagers in that style of that range so for me it's been a like a a journey into trying to find something close to it but it nothing there's nothing that really even comes close to that that i've had yes toasted lager but it's its own thing is its own thing is it really just the ingredients and the process is it the water yeah now how come no one's been able to like crack that egg and figure that out you know what because how popular is that right now? What, I mean, Boston there, Lager? There, there are people that still drink it, but... Yeah, but they, I'm sure if it's still distributing at a mass scale like it is. Right. Why would you try to attack that big... To make it you a know, craft it's, version? It's, yeah. a conver- it's a conversation that we you know we contracted for X amount of years. Yeah. Um, no brewery is really, to our knowledge, has even copied any, any of the beers that we've had. Sure, have they taken some ideas? Or maybe we've, you know, as brewers, we always kind of go back sure. and forth and confer. And a, say, we call it inspiration as inspiration opposed to Inspiration or yeah. just, oh, shit, now what? One of those deals. <laughs> but um, I don't, I mean, even Long Island said, when I was, I was actually, you know, uh, working with them and, you know, training and learning the uh, uh, mentoring. What do you call that when you're working for somebody for free? Apprenticeship. Apprenticeship. Yeah. Uh, I think I was <laughs> working, working for them for free. Yeah. I remember Dan, Dan from Long Island saying, don't steal our recipe. I said, Dan, I don't want my beer to taste like yours. No offense. I just, you have your, you know, your Celtic, you have your, your IPAs and your, I don't want it to taste like that. 
I want our beer to taste like our beer because if somebody walks into my tasting room and says, this tastes just like Celtic Ale. X, Y, and Z, yeah. Or whatever it is. I'm, I'm not even going to joke. You like, would go to the bigger brand, you think? You think people would just go, if I'm going to drink this beer, I'm going right to the people that drink that beer. You don't think they would say, well, I, I enjoy this one because it's, you know, I wouldn't call it mom and pop, but it's a smaller brewery with, you know, more of that home feel. Uh, you know, it plays mind tricks on you a little bit, right? I mean, it's like the decision well, making the, the you thing, have. The thing too, though, is why do you want to replicate somebody else's stuff? No, I don't think you would. But I I'm mean, just saying, I, someone could try to get close just to that that taste profile. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, because I would want my own. You want your own brand identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never ever tried to. Well, I like. I one time. <laughs> I one time, I I said, you know what? <laughs> Goddamn. Um, Blue Moon. Yeah. Fucking so popular. I'm going to try to brew something like it. I tried to brew something like it, but then once I started to brew it, I'm like, no, I don't want it to taste like it. Right. But something Adjacent. in that vein yeah. wound up winning a world, uh, right. a, a GABF a medal. GBF for, but it was a, a Belgian Golden Strong. Right. That had But it was a stronger version of the Blue Moon. It was a stronger version. your twist on... Once we started like getting into it, I'm like... Yeah, I don't want it to taste. Was that was that three questions? Mm. Yes, we got all three. Yes. Yeah, you said bass. You said uh, (laughs) you said uh, Sam Adams. Yep. And uh, I think those were the two. And the Boston Lager. And and going back to that really quick, uh, you know, even though it, it it again probably has not been replicated into the form it is, it is still popular. It, it's still people oh, are still. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not stock to the rafters. People are drinking it, but again, it's like. But to the level of what that's craft like has. Pete going, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna brew a Budweiser. I'm gonna try to hit that <laughs> shit. <laughs> it. No, no. no. Well, you just called the pilsner then. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> funny that there's more of a call for lagers now. That have yeah. Never oh seen. yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, it's that people are looking. For, I mean, they're easy drinkers. I see. You have that Kolsch. Wherever that is, jump on it. That's the Sonata. That's like a Kolsch style. Yeah, Kolsch style. Latest, yeah. That's our I latest. had that. It was delicious. Yeah, it's not a Kolsch mm. yeast. Yeah. So we, go, we, we always say Kolsch style and, you know, uh, the italics. Um, the idea of what you guys are putting out. Let's break it down. Let's go through it. Start with chromatic. What did you do originally with that first brew, and where is it at now? Give us a little. Don't give us all the, the, the secrets. Fine. But a little bit of the ingredients of what's going into this. No, I mean, like I said, I sought to make a traditional pale ale. I want something that had some uh, a malt forward characteristic that had the hop, you know, the hop influence. Right. Um, because I was disillusioned. I was th- these breweries were coming out with d- delicious West Coast pale ales. Yeah. Uh, West Coast uh, IPAs, and their pale ales taste the same as the I- as the IPAs. I yeah. said, what's wrong with the pale ale? I mean, a bass ale is a pale ale. Yeah. Uh, was not inspired by bass. That ale, is but true. I definitely is true. wanted something in in in, in, that, in those lines. Um, so, I, I mean, that's what made it to stand out. We have a lot of just strict chromatic ale drinkers. They right. come in, that's all they want is chromatic ale. That's their favorite beer. They won't go to any other craft beer, but, you know, but that. Appeals uh, to a lot of different ages. Maybe a little bit of an older crowd. Yeah. But there are some younger people that come in, and, you know, that, that's what yeah, they're I would, Yeah, that, that would be one of my go-tos. And Crescendo, the two of those, to me, have that uh, likability right up front. And I'm not... Uh, I, I am a Hayes boy. I love my Krispies, though, and yeah. I, I like my traditional styles. Um you know, I'm everywhere. I'm all over the place. But to me, those those two have always stood out. And that's what has made them kind of your flagships and, and your core beers. And I like the fact, and just going visually, you know, like Steve was saying before, the the consistency across the brand lines or the labels, the, the uh, chromatic sits with no color. 
It just is like just reverse. It's can. It's silver. I mean, it is color in a way, but it, it just that stands out more, and it represents what I know as Twin Forks core brand. Like right. that's the one that's been around the longest. Definitely, definitely. Yep. Yeah, I know. I mean, moving on, like to the Sonata, which is a cult style. The Allegro IPA is a. It's a West Coast. It's a. It's a session beer. Um, we're getting a lot of. I mean, since we've opened, people just like to have a few beers. Yeah. And be okay. And that's why we've stuck a little more to the the lower ABVs. Um, we're gonna release a. We will release a, a heavier ABV beer triple. You know, for lack of a better term, depending on what we decide on. Do you know, a Belgian triple. Possibly, yeah. I'm sh- there's a bunch of them. There we have a once we get everything. Once we get enough fermentation tanks, yeah, we're going to be re- introducing a lot of different beers. Uh, but you know, methodically, yeah. Uh, no reason to release a new beer every single week, no, because then you get into a situation. Well, then where you're sitting on beer. Then you're sitting on beer. Yeah, and so we know that. this course sells. This course sells in the tasting room. This course sells out in the street, and we're confident. You know, maintain everything. You know, maintain the consistency with it. You know, that's that's where that's where we're staying with it. Um, in the chromatic, I'm going back to my original question. Did anything change in the in the hot profile? Anything change in the grains? It's pretty much true we, to we've the- kept it as as close as possible. I mean, yeah. sometimes you do get a uh, little hang up in the uh, yeah, you know, supply chain. Supply chain <laughs> hasn't been a problem lately, but uh, yeah, no, it's been uh, pretty true. Now, what what are the hops we're using in that one? Uh, Syrian Goldings, uh, Cascade, and Centennial. Nice. Okay. All right, so some traditional, you know, gold level hops. Yep. Love that. Um, and then let's let's bounce that against the crescendo really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is more that East Coast. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're going for a little more hop forward here. What differs from these two? Obviously, uh, you know, it's a style change from uh, pale to a, or just an ale in general to an IPA. What is the the grain bill here? What is the, the hop profile of Crescendo? I'm not going to tell you all that. <laughs> I know I said don't tell me secrets. That, that, the beer moves very, very well. People like the they like the flavor. They like the profile. They like yeah. the fact that it, it drinks like it, – at 7.2, it does not drink like a 7.2. No, no, no. It drinks way – and it, they you know it's a slippery slope when you're drinking these. these but, um, That's right up my alley, though. 7.2 is like my median area. That's where I like <laughs> I to be. Like, Steve's, Steve's a good you – know, he's a good brewer. Uh, you, you got a good balance at 7.2. Yeah. I think oh, you yeah. start going over yeah. that, it gets, gets a little bit alcoholic, gets a little – Medicine tasting. Even seven point five speaks to me, saying that's a little higher. Yeah, but seven two is like, oh no, it's fine. I think we kind of dialed. <laughs> it's so dialed silly, in. but it's true. It's very true to put it seven two. I, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm drinking triple IPAs from Root and Branch over the weekend, and I'm like, oh god, I'll drink. Uh, you know, Mike, and I, I, to answer, you know, one of Steve's questions. I'm still drinking Dogfish by the case. Which we know point? that. I, I <laughs> which one? Sixty, 60 minute. minute. Yeah, I like well, the ninety. I do too. He it's can, a little too tangy and fruity at times. I like the sixty, but that ninety is good. The one twenty is over the top. Oh he, yeah, I, I have, have a friend there. who loves the one twenties. I have a maging. Wow, I have. Uh, I have. A s- of, I, I got a, one of our other employees part time. Jeff, not a, actually a neighbor, a good friend of mine or whatever. He keeps a crescendo on tap in his kitchen. Really, buys about a half barrel. Wait, wait, how's what? He, how's he keeping his? How's he? Yeah, keeping his keg, they, they rebuilt their house and they have a kegerator in their kitchen. That's fantastic. It is, but he has dangerous. A half barrel, half barrel, half barrel. Oh, it takes a while to go through. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, by those last few beers, it's got to be like getting a little, Shit. starting to roll off a little bit. But this, it depends well, on how good our you are. Beers are pretty stable. They they hold up for quite a while. Yeah, uh, we've had to bring we you know in the you know in the retail business you got to take back expires. It yeah. sucks. Yeah. And my yeah. brother's always you know I can't believe we got to bring this back from this place. It didn't sell. Whatever the case may be, I don't want expired beer on the shelves. Yeah. We'll take them. We'll pop a couple. We'll, you know, refrigerator, obviously, pop them back open because a lot of times they, 
They're not refrigerated. Right, right on the racks. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so uh, we will, we'll, we'll refrigerate it. We'll, we'll pop them open. I mean, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-month-old beer. It, it doesn't taste like it came out of the bright tank, but that's, it's still got some flavor to it, which is a true testament to how What we, rolls off first? Is the hops flavor roll off first? Usually. Is it is it like the, uh, the does anything tinge or does like the the carbonation fall? Like what? What's well, the here's first the thing, thing if, that if, falls if, off all the time? If you're brewing a real, and I've had it just recently. Somebody opened up one of our old nerd girls. Uh, dude, I have one. I don't know if it, I, I, I told poured, you that, right? I have one of it everything. poured with a full frothy head. What? If you brew it well and you package it well, yeah. which more man, man will do. Did for us. About it, yeah. They don't fuck around. There's no and, doubt about and it. And we always, our DO was always very low. Our dissolved oxygen yep. levels in the tank mm-hmm. and in the can were extremely low. That's going to make for a long lasting How long beer. does that like shelf stable? How long would, I know on the, like the stout, it would be a lot longer than the IPA. Oh, definitely. Stouts you could leave. IPAs, again, you wind up, it's, that brightness is gone, and yeah. now you get more of that bitterness. You okay. get more of that. It it becomes almost astringent. You'll know right away when yeah. it, a, a beer has been sitting around too long, especially on a warm shelf. Which is they're very good at some of those places. Sorry <laughs> they, to call them out, but they uh, they know they're it's funny because we Dan and I, my brother and I, will go in. I, I haven't been on the road as much as he has because he's pretty much the sales in the, that end of it. But we will go in and go into some of these places and turn them upside down and say we take an. All the expires out of here. Mm-hmm. We'll just we'll credit you back. Yeah, and you go in there a week or two later, and there's something from five, six, seven months ago when we told you we're taking all the back. It's Where was back that out. case of you know? How come all of a sudden it's on the shelf because they're trying to sell it? Yeah. Meanwhile, it's it's you know look it's everybody's trying to trying to do the right thing. We 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 totally understand all that, and that's why we stay true. We stay yeah. true to form. We will you know that's we'll, good we'll, man. We'll, that, we'll, that does we'll take, take back, and we'll you know we'll credit, a lot of breweries won't do that. Yeah. And it takes boots on the ground too to actually go in there yes. and be like, well, yeah, you, now yeah, you need that's a good time. sales. But you staff. think you think about it. Why do you want old stale no. beer no. to go to somebody's you know kitchen? No. Why do you want somebody to drink your old beer? You don't. No, so. because then they're going to get the wrong taste of the beer that you're trying exactly. to push forward. That's one thing from the beginning we've always maintained, and we're you know we're, we're true to form to that. That's good. So, uh, Heat Meister Brew on Instagram was saying, check out Noble Savage for. Uh, for the hazies, yes. Uh, Noble Savage what? is going into... What? They do hazies now? They do hazies? Get the fuck out of here. Come on. No. Uh, so Yeah, yeah let me tell you. I, I've turned on a bunch of friends to, to Noble. And listen, they um, need it. They I mean, are... Another mom and pop kind of place. Frank is, is, is killing grinding, those grinding, but that's that's the direction he headed. You know what? They're, they're yes. killing it. And that, so and for the most his, part... That's what he wants to do. They need that... Uh, the profile to be up there for things like that. And that's, and what you, your business model, what you're looking to do, you have your core audience. And that's what I also want to talk about. We talked about your uh, staff being from out there. What is the, 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 the community like for your average, your normal, your everyday drinkers? As far as uh, yeah, you have people little... coming in the taste room. I know you're going to have your your big you know pushes in the in the summer season and Correct. stuff like that. Yeah, no, the, the but like the, the, the core people season. here in February. Yeah, no, I mean the the, the chromatic, the crescendo, the sonata, probably in that order. Even the allegro and the stout. We have stout drinkers year round. Yeah, that that's all they drink. Yeah, um, I mean, we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. Well, again, it, it you got to have your darks. It definitely helps that this is just five percent. It's delicious. 
Thank you. It's delicious. It, 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 I, I, you get a lot of guys, they're like, whoa, I got a bro stout. It's got to be 8, 9%. No, it doesn't. No. No, a nice, It's a sessionable American stout, stout that yep. you just want to, and, I, and it's, it drinks thin. It doesn't drink heavy, and that's the key. Like That's kind of like our signature, too, is we have a, a crispiness. Yeah. Kind of like not a lingering flavor in, a, in the core. Yeah. The other beers, like I said, down the road, we're, we're going to experiment quite a bit once yeah, we get, yeah. you know, like I said, get more fermentation space. But uh, no, you have your, your core drinkers of all the beers that we have here. Yeah. I mean, that this is what we keep on tap year round. And this is, you know, the guys from the auto dealership come in, the, uh, the school teachers, whoever's coming into the tasting room. And they said, you know, I'll, I'll take an Allegro. I'll, 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 take a, I'll take the Sonata. I'll take, you know, yeah. that's what they order regularly. I mean, John comes in on Thursdays. He has, you know, he has his Allegro. That's just what he likes to drink all the time. <laughs> that's his favorite beer. Right. So. They come and do it. Let's talk about the Allegra. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this uh, West Coast session, uh, purposely made it a session, lower ABV for people that don't know what a session means, um, but has that, that piney West Coast yep. taste. Yep. Um, something you don't see all that often, to be honest with you. Well, I think you're starting to see a kind of a resurgence. I, I, I think, a, a I think you're right. Yeah, I've seen, especially on Yallen too, I've seen yeah. a lot of breweries at least have one. Yeah. Which a West Coast session. Well, West, you have, well yeah. I thought, well, you have a West Coast, you but maybe a, not the West Coast a, session. You're kind of diluted with East Coasts. You're kind yeah. of diluted with Hazy's, New England's, all those. Um, West Coast, it's like the stout. It breaks up the flight. Yes. You know, and even it, it breaks up the drinks, too. And a lot of times, people are coming in, they're, they're drinking crescendo, they're drinking chromatic. I need something a little different. But, you know, they're, or if they're drinking the, like I, like I said, the chromatic or the Sonata, which are low ABV beers, they want a little more flavor. You know, they want a little more of a hot profile. Yeah. They don't want to go for a 7.2 crescendo. They want to have a couple, you know. The, yeah, they the want to drink so that, without having That's the, what the, the feeling. process behind that was. What is the West Coast hops? Are we using sexy hops? Are we using spicy hops? I can't tell you. You tried. I said with the secret. You tried. You tried. Give me one. There's got to be more than one. Give me There's one. A, maybe a cascade in there. Okay, all right. That's, that's not it, though. That's an easy one. Yeah. yeah the probably, West. It's probably an Amarillo in there, too. Per, yeah, it's got to be something Damn it, Stevie. Jeez. All right. Coast F- the West. Find another one. Find another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, find another West Coast or West Coast. Yeah, West Coast West Coast. It's true. I um I remember Mount Hood Hops. Remember? We, oh, yeah. We, they're still we, popular. They're yeah. still out there, but yeah. you don't see too many people promoting it like a, a smash beer with Mount Hood. Yeah. <laughs> got Mount Hood in there. I got Mount Like, what the? Galena. Mosaic Hops, you know. We're off the charts. I mean, price wise, too. For a while, I mean, they were twenty, twenty nine dollars a pound. Now, you know, everybody's mosaiced out. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's now it, it becomes a hop that is complementary to the rest of the hops, right? Yeah. Where before it used to be like mosaic amarillo. So we're right. working. We're Dan Citra. and I. Dan and I are working on a cryo hop. Oh, yes, cool. beer. so that's to be one honest. of the things that beer maker uses almost yeah. now primarily is that, cryo. There's Cryos. a lot of studies done, and they're very efficient. And, you know, you can make it really, really Get your good bang beer. for your buck. Yeah, I mean. and You're getting the flavor for less, you know, poundage or whatever. Even the, the procedures, I'm not going to get into it. Steve can probably pick my brain. Not pick my brain. I'm sure he can probably <laughs> know exactly where I'm going with this. But, I mean, even like some of the procedures for when you're when you're adding the, uh, you know, the hops at certain time periods, it's, it's becoming more, more, you know, more efficient and actually even a better profile. With those cryo hops, yeah. so we're working on something. The timing like that. wise, timing and wise, and you know, also with these cryos, that you get a bigger yield, get a bigger yield, and that's the key, which is you know tremendous. The, the that's cost to and when again, you dry hop, you lose a, you lose a lot of product. Going back to you know squeezing every ounce, yeah. If you can save you know twenty nine cents a pound, that's twenty nine cents back to you. Well, it's if you for could the get, same flavor, if, if not more. If you could get another couple of cases out of it, yeah. Right, well, yeah, that. Man, because it's absorbing so much, and you have that uh, matter. Man, for years when it was just pelletized. Or 
you would lose so much product. Really? Because it would just for, expand like, like the shrinky soak, dinks? It just <laughs> soaks up all the liquid. And, you know, you don't want that uh, unless it's Hetty Topper. You, yeah. you don't want that particulate <laughs> in your... You don't want you put... You know, you when you pull pulp, it out, you, you don't, don't want... pulp in your orange pulp, juice? Yeah. Is this the pulp or non-pulp? Mm. Um, you, let me ask you two questions. Number one, uh, do they make a brewing uh, brewing equipment that would push and squeeze that liquid out of the hops after the fact you know there is been that thing for ever yeah. especially when you're a home brewer never squeeze the bag never squeeze the hot bag why the well, oils are too much then um, you're gonna over you know over oil the hops, over flavor hops change different oils are released at different temperatures right so and the back end when you're cooling down there's this whole thing uh it's going to add these off flavors that you don't want that are left behind. What if you were to squeeze it during the the the, po- the boiling process? Well, you can stick your hand in boiling water. No, 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 if no. You I want. mean like a machine that would come <laughs> down. If you want, you like can do that. Like a French press. A Think French of it as a French press. press. Is that you trying to make a new style? I don't know. I'm French just, press. I, the French IPA. pressed I, a IPA. But that's How's that much, taste? Like shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point of the cryo hops is you get yes. that concentration of all the oils that are coming out I guess out that's of it the and, better process, right, is to put a... You know what do they call those uh, food things that squeeze out the like a lemon the juicer? Juicer. That's another thing. The technology has come a long way, a long, long way. Yeah. Well, it's getting better and better, which is dry hopping has over the last three years, four years has changed immensely. So let me ask you that: during a dry hop, this is a question I've never asked. During a dry hop, does do those hops now absorb and take in? And pull out some liquid that could be used in the beer for cells. Well, now, now, now they have these extruders. You stick your hops in it. Mm-hmm. The liquid goes in. It basically like holds it in its container. Like here's a for instance. You ever yeah. have uh, Sierra Nevada torpedo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it literally. It's like a Randall. It looks like a tremendous torpedo. Mm. And the wart or or the depending they when they dry hop it. Yeah. Goes through it, but the hops. Never go into the actual thing. like a screen. Or They're in a there. That they could they could dry hop a beer in a day's time. Wow! Instead of waiting days, yeah. just sitting there and yeah. absorb. So you're just and getting you're pulling the flavors they, off as it flows by. Um, I know Barrier has one. There, there's a few breweries that have it where it it actually you add the hops instead of going all the way up on top of the you know <laughs> right. forty barrel yeah sixty barrel tank and ninety barrel to, in some cases. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. trying to get on top of that using. You know, a friggin' scissors. You'd be like jack. the Hardy Brothers. Uh, or, like, or a ladder. That <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just saying, you yeah. backflip off a ladder. Yeah. Um, bomb. When you're hungover. You just <laughs> you pour it into this, you know, it, it looks like a hopper. Yeah. And it will chew it up, but it will force. And it's all, it's all, if you want to say airtight. Okay. It's all sealed. So now you're not adding any oxygen into this tank. Okay. You're going to have a CO2 port that pumps into it. So now you're adding CO2. Mm. So again, you, the less DO you have, the better your beer right. will be shelf stable, um, and, and you get the flavor. And the you can dry hop this thing, Jesus, and you'll lose. You know now they make them in different sizes, like oh, for different bro, yields. Yeah, they are, they, they're 
I always wanted one. I would, <laughs> I would see them He's at reminiscing CBC. Back to I would see like, them at CBC when they first came out. I'm like, I want that so bad. <laughs> I wanted that. How much is that? Eighty five thousand. Yeah, I was just gonna uh, say it's just a ninety thousand dollar investment. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of CBC, I could get up on the ladder and pour that in real quick. <laughs> Stephen, we are. Uh, I, I don't know if we mentioned at Dubco, but we were cordially invited to go down to Nashville, Tennessee, to attend the CBC. Uh, uh, Craft Brewers Conference. You guys gonna do, a, gonna do a Wart podcast? There? Yeah, there we're gonna go. we're, we're thinking about doing a live show. I'm not thinking. I like I've already thought it through, but we wanted we I'm want to thinking. we want to if if we can make this work to do a live show from there. People like Brewers Hardware are, are the types of things that are be down there to see kind of and of course all the equipment that you're talking about that will be there to showcase to the brewers because that's a brewers only conference and yes. and obviously you know like, yeah, seminars and right right but. Basically, people selling to the brewers. It'd be interesting yes. to see, you know, what kind of equipment, new fandangled stuff is out there that people can utilize. We know about, you know, automated brewing systems and phone-based iPad That's app. That's out way back when uh, October first came out with their single, you know, uh, crawler machine. That was the first time I saw it, and everybody was losing go- their minds, losing their shit. What I can <laughs> actually can of beer instead of putting it in a growler and it's not clean yeah. it's and yeah hey, it, it was that uh, was uh, uh, at one you year know something, <clears throat> dan lyle and i we always we, he's always laugh when crowlers first came out and even like the half growlers it's the uh, 32 ounces yeah yeah did everybody turn it to wimps over time? <laughs> you can't drink a growler. He's Dan, he, we, back in the day, he said, I bring a growler beer on my, that could be yeah. enough for me tonight? Yeah. People tell me having a growler, I can't drink all that. What do you mean you can't drink all that? It's two beers. Yeah. It's two beers. I mean, I get it. If it's a 19%, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you did triple IPA or <laughs> some freaking stout that's well, in so it. So you just, you just lay off the uh, the power tools. That's yeah, all. exactly. Yeah. I remember I was- Don't touch the power tools. I had a- uh, a growler. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, uh, a poker game, and, and this was the first time that uh, I was- It was around the time where I was enjoying Blue Point's Blueberry Ale, mm-hmm. right? So I get a, a, a crowler of Blue Point Blueberry, and I bring it to a poker game at my buddy's house. And they're like, dude, that's- What are you bringing all that beer for? I'm like, dude- you brought a six-pack. You pretty much have what you need. I have what I need. We're good to go. And I'd sit there and I'd growl her all night and like, that's like fresh beer off a tap. They were losing their minds over something simple as a growler. And when people saw that, that was a craze. Like, then the crowler came out. And then, you know, obviously that, sur- that helped there survive. there, too, there was this, we had it for the a little grenades? while. No, it was a gallon. It was these plastic yes. bags. Yes, I do remember that. And what? it had this special adapter. Yeah. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Was, there was a gallon, like a yeah. beer in a bag? It, it looks Box like- of beer? You know the uh, the dispenser we have for uh, Beer Maker? Okay. It looked like that. Really? And you would bring, the guy would bring uh, uh, one of the bags in. Like you slap the bag and And we like had it? the adapter and we'd put it up to the, to the tap and- It would have these, like a keg tap? Yeah. Thing? And it, it filled a gallon of beer. Is that like a beer bowl? It, but probably like again, it looked big, like right? it looked like the dispenser for the beer maker. You remember the first the, time you saw a beer ball? Oh my god, yeah. I I I can tell you right where I was. I was at um not Siena. I was I was at a party. At, I was at a party, a college at, party. Yeah. At, in New Jersey. I'm trying to think it's right in Teaneck, New Jersey. I can't think of the name of the college right now. Fairleigh Dickinson? My, no, Fairleigh Dickinson. 
Yeah, I went to. Uh, is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah. Fairleigh Dickinson. I thought I, Fairleigh yeah, Dickinson. Yeah, I went yeah. to Ma- uh, Floor Madison campus. Oh, there you go. So yeah, 1990. My, yeah, a little well, ways no. back. This was uh, 2001, so a little, <laughs> little, little while. Later. Eleven years later, though, beer ball was on the on the the countertop yeah. by the sink. Yeah, and I went. How much was? How much? How many? A beer ball was. It was uh, a five gallon. Wasn't I think it was a five gallons. I feel like it was. I feel I like can't it was remember, a quarter We used to get them on the beach. We take them to the beach. It used to. When I remember, they were in liters. It was this because we would get like it a, was big. We yeah, but get, it wasn't. I don't think it was. Maybe it was five gallons. I remember. So we took it to the beach, and then we high school <laughs> took it to the. We beach? took it to the beach, Just and rolling then, it down the sand, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we, right. we did. And then um, we had some leftovers, so we put it in my friend's trunk on ice. So Monday morning at school, it oh, was lunch brilliant. hour. That's we're serving beer. You you had like a, a literal um, days and confused moment. There were, there were in the still, uh, I know that European breweries that have beer bowls. Really? Yeah, because I've seen them down in in restaurants. But they get flat cold. so fast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you, the thing. Because yeah. the tap system isn't all that sealed, nah. and, and like it feels it's like just it's pumping air. Yeah, it's not sealed too. In but it. I remember that that beer bowl and going. This is it. Blew my mind that it was just this giant. Looked like inflatable ball full of beer, and I went, "Is this something people sell?" And I'm well, like, yeah. Bef- along with that, used to be the mini kegs you would get from like oh the Heineken and the and the and Dinkelacker oh, yeah. and and I think it just recently you don't see them anymore. You really? I actually I, did I used see, to see them in the supermarket yes, all the time. They I were in the supermarkets all the time. And recently, now they, Stella and someone else had them. I saw really? them at Total One. That's another one. Yeah, Total One. Yeah, that's another it. one. Yeah, it's a one and done or though. You once you tap it, that's it. You got to throw it, you got to throw it away. Yeah. Well, we bring them to. We used to bring it for a pregame at the Mets game. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what we do. We grab a, a fucking mini keg and and head down, and the two of us will just fucking pound the mini keg for the entire time. Mitch should be good this year. Yeah, I hope so. God, we're talking two Mets fans here. He spent some money. He spent some money. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. And listen, if he has enough money left over to buy some beer balls. (laughs) And they're still still talking about, I mean, I don't, we we, we don't talk about sports here. No. But how he's not going to get in trouble for uh, basically tampering, talking about Otani already. Well, hell yeah. You know, listen, you can just say, we'll trade from this year and we'll pay him next year. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, you you could do what you want when you have that many. Dollars behind your your He's last name. Giving man. the bros across the uh, across the town a little run though. I some money. They need to. And what Thank happens them. in the end if if they do and what they're supposed the to do with that? <laughs> if they do what they're supposed to do, they're going to outshine them with the soccer stadium next door, right. with the brewery, the new brewery that's sitting there. Who's the new brewery in there now? Because McKellar was in there for a yeah, while. Yeah, right? Ebbs. Ebbs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A- and it's not not terrible, but it's it's I loved. McKellar, Mickler, whatever. Yeah. I love them being there. Mm. I like their beer. I really did. And I felt really terrible when COVID hit that it just wiped them out. They had nothing to do. What are they going to do well, with the satellite tasting room? They or, were, well, it they was a were, brewery, but. They were also, um, had the Wilpons had yes. a share. Yeah. And that's why. And they then when gone. they left, that was it. Yeah. Yep. But Ebbs uh, fills the void because I need a place, and it's really nice to have a brewery in, in a spot where I'm going to pregame and for a decent price. That's what it is. Well, that's a good thing with that whole stadium in general is everything's decently priced. Res- yeah, it's it's not over the top. Not it's not the, the Ducks, and it's not Yankees, so it's yeah, somewhere it's in between. In it's not UBS. Oh, God. Well, yeah. I'll be honest with you. So, by the way, shout out to Lost Farmer. Uh, Lost Farmer is not on tap anymore. Uh, Montauk is. Oh. And, yes, sir. And uh, who else did I see on tap? Flats. we got to finish this up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going for it. Um, <laughs> I'm going for oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been training. I'll I'm good to go. Cheers. Mazel tov. Cheers, sir. Uh, Montauk's on tap. 
uh, Blue Points on Tap at uh, UBS. Yeah, at UBS. And, I haven't been. Um, my brother's been a few times. My kids o- are kind of small. They're not quite ready. They like hockey. They're just not quite ready for Oyster a Bay. Game. Oyster Bay, well, obviously, barn, barn rocker, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but they've done a, a better job at pricing it. I'm going to be honest with you. I was really? there twice two weeks ago. I okay. was there on a Monday night and a Saturday. Yeah, two games in a row. They both they lost both. Okay, starting, they're starting to win again. To you. They're starting to win again. They're oh, starting slow. to do it. And they just they just made a huge. Did trade. you see that trade? That's, I don't know. That's a lot of. They give a, a first, first round, round pick. Yeah. Uh, okay. I like their. And core, they gave up Bavillier. So they both. Yeah. I know. I know. And uh, the rookie. Um, oh yeah, the Rat Ratter uh, Ratner. Rat, I can't remember his name, but he's only played like ten or twelve games. That's fine. Bo- they need a goal scorer. I like Beauvillier, but they well, need they need a goal scorer. And yeah. that's what even they with Peugeot say. and Parisi coming back, it's it's whatever. So anyway, um, the 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 stadium has done a better job. So they now have a sixteen ounce beer for ten dollars. So I wow. remember when wow. we talked to Lost Farmer and we were discussing kind of you know their their kind of UBS connection and all that other stuff. I remember saying to us off air, you know, all the tap beers were. Re- Ridiculously priced. Nice. We're talking yep. about above twenty dollars for yep. a sixteen ounce beer. Well, if yep. you go to MetLife Stadium for a giant game, it's like twenty dollars for a Michelob Light. I know, it's but crazy. they're in those huge yeah, tall it's boys. Crazy, but at least you're getting a lot for your dollar. And right. I'm not saying that's right. Right. I'm just saying in general, yeah. that's a lot of volume for what you're getting. It's now true. it's five percent, yeah. but still, is it? What Michelob? the hell did I, I have? Well, yeah, they, maybe they, last four to well, eight. Yeah, you get the. They have the nineteen ounce cans. Yeah, yeah, yeah the the nineteen sixes. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was. You get a lot of volume, but the ones at UBS, I was shaking my head that last year, going, "This, yep. I would never buy a beer here." Yep. So now, what we've done. Oh, you pregame. We pregame. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. we go over to uh, uh, Croxley's in in Franklin Square. We sit and drink there. We get an Uber over, Uber back, and we drink back there. And, and at least you, you tied one on, and you're good to go for the night. But when I went in there with the family on Monday night, prior to going to with the boys on Saturday night, um, Monday night I, I scoped everything out. I'm like, oh, I, I know <laughs> the boys are coming. We got to find out the good spots. I remember spending sixty two dollars on three beers. At, at the in the basement bar yep, at UBS, and I go, uh, I like it hurt physically hurt. Well, even though it wasn't like fantastic, it was good beer, but it wasn't fantastic. It was fine, but that much money for three beers, yeah. and it wasn't like you're getting, yeah. you're getting, you're not getting a liter. Nope, you're getting a sixteen ounce beer, and I said never again, never again. So now this time around, I checked it out. They have sixteen ounce beers. Anything on draft is nine ninety nine. Oh, okay. So that, that was a better price fix. That I can handle. I can handle $10. Going back to City Field, you know, it's relative to that in regards to what they offer. I do always get the bigger guys, but, yep. you know, they have um, the big wave, and I love yep. a good big wave in the summer. Uh, and, and in the end, you know, like, they have to find out their market. People that go to Islanders games, they're not the rich and famous. No. To $27 for a beer, 16-ounce beer, is ridiculous. Yeah, bottom line is they have to look at their numbers. They're not gonna sell that many beers at that. At no that one, rate. no. I'm sure uh, dummies like me bought a round yeah. and didn't buy I'm another one. You're done. Buy me uh, a ten dollar and I'll keep buying them all night. Yeah. Ten dollars is fine with me. I can I can do that all night. Every like Captain time, America, every, I can do every, this all day. Every time we we've gone to UBS, at least three beers in the car. Yeah. We sit out in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a few beers with the wife. We sit there. We pregame. Yeah, yeah, put the put the music sitting on. Sitting there in the, in the Emerald parking lot, waiting for the shuttle. Pound some beers. Oh, we sit in the we sit in the gold. Oh well, fancy mother. Mm. Gold and silver. Uh, so we actually got the garage on Monday night. Oh, and you're not allowed to tailgate at the garage no. at all. No, they have a guy driving around. You're not even allowed to like be sitting behind your car. 
you can be in your car yep. and drinking yep. and no one would know, but you can't do anything else. Out in Emerald, it's like the Wild West, but it's cold, <laughs> but it's the Wild West. You can do whatever you want. No one gives a shit out there. That's for sure. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like the, the prices speak to the people. You guys have to see that, you know, when you're selling beer and let's say you do get a contract with UBS, you're, you're not going to sell beer if it's tw- over $20 a yeah. pint, no matter who you are. I don't care who you are. But not, that, not that kind of venue. No. no. It's a concert venue. It's yeah. the blue-collar workers yeah. that are going there to a hockey yeah. game or going to see And they're already spending money for the tickets. They're already spending money to get there to oh park God, and everything it was, else. It was $60 the dollars a ticket, and yeah. I had good seats, but not yeah. great seats. I heard it, it's pretty well laid out, too, as far yes. as viewing and so forth. Well, that's it. And, and just going back to kind of the experience, you know, your entry, the Heineken porch is beautiful. You can stand there right yes. on, like, 20 rows behind the ice yep. and stand and watch the whole game. You have the second level by the organ player up there that you can see the whole thing from behind the goal. There's some good viewing spots. Yep. And for an indoor facility, that's what you need. It kind of remind me of the garden. The garden okay. had done a better job at kind of opening up their walkways and, and doing that's things. That's city field, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, oh, I mean, yeah. that's all over. Well, you used to spend great. $12 a ticket and never see your seats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just oh, walk yeah. down the stand yeah. by the field and just watch the game. Yeah. Go get Sit out in the outfield. Sit out in the outfield, yeah. yeah. And sit right by the uh, Big Apple Brews. You can't do that at Yankee Stadium. Nope. No, no. Now City Field, you go out way out back, go to Shake Shack, Shake, Shake Shack. Shack, hang out, get Big some Apple beers. Big Apple Brews, I'm telling you, Big Apple Brews was is my spot. That's where I go right ah, away. And then there's another well, cart on the second I, level that sells. Um, uh, nah, I can't think of it. Not Industrial Arts. What's the other one? Lic. Oh, okay. Lic. They sell Lic, and they're and Ebbs now, obviously. Um, I, I'm sorry. I hang out in the Piazza Club. Sorry. Uh, you <laughs> fancy some of it. But you were in the dugout with Buck Showalter last year. I was in the dugout. And actually, I literally was in the dugout when I know. my buddy Steve took me in. Yeah. Shag flies out in the outfield and, That's fun. And, and hit batting practice. Did you catch? Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was great. And that's what I like about some of these stadiums. I was on the bullpen stadiums. phone. They, they've done a better job, not in regards, not always in regards to the experience, but also in regards to understanding the average person and what they're doing to get there and what they're doing to patronize your team, the fandom, and, of course, the consumers and, and the, um, the vendors. And to sell beer at uh, a major venue nowadays—it's it, a really good point to, to see tough. the past ten years, but to see all the craft—I like this. I, it's nice to see the local craft beers at the local venues. Yeah. yeah, I mean, rather than all these other big name companies, I mean, who you know, obviously, you know, we know it goes on distributors—they get their their foot in the door. But you know, Oyster Bay's got a good name. Yeah, uh, Montauk, obviously, they have their big name out there, and. McKillier, they had a, they had a run. It's you know, it's, it's a little unfortunate. Sad to see them leave. I really like their beers. Yeah, um, no, it's it's. You, and look, it goes on to a level when you want to start talking distribution because we self-distribute. We have our own trucks. Um, you're at a, kind of a disadvantage when you have that big player in your, sure. you know, in your, in your in the restaurant owner's, you know, pocket, so to speak, because you know draft lines and all. That there were several. I remember I'd walk into a place and. Uh, they're like, oh, who are you distributed by? Oh, yeah. no, it was self-distributed. Yeah. Oh, we don't deal with it. <laughs> yeah, draft line. Oh, get the fuck out. Draft no, line because, is spoken for. Yeah. How many times they, would, they would tell you, look, we only want to cut one check. That's so they would, go with, they would go with one distributor yeah. and pick from their portfolio, yeah. and that would be it. Yeah. Illegal. Yeah. <laughs> illegal. Well, bro, how many places have you seen that, hey, how do you have tap lines and the taps say blue point on them? Mm. Well, because they were put in for free, and mm. as long as as long as they're there, X amount of taps on, yeah, it really works yeah. out. 
Yeah. No disrespect to Blue Point and all the boys work really, really hard to get where they're at. But, uh, you know, look, hey, it's, and I'll listen, business is business at the end of the day. Um, you yep. guys are local. We're local. We try to, you know, we, we try all try to push and try. Like I said, incoming tide rises all ships. Yeah. Without a, without a question. Um, and it's a grind. It, it is definitely a grind on the streets, a grind in the taste rooms, a grind everywhere. We're, we're all working hard. So you know. let's let's get into a little bit about what you guys are going to be having coming up. Uh, we know that the the music's going to be on point. You yep. guys, the musician, what do you play? I play drums, but I grew up. So I was like two or three years old, or four years old. I think my father had a grand piano in the, in the, in, the, in the house. A baby grand B. I came out with Steinway. Okay, I oh, nice. Sat down and started playing Mozart and started playing Bach and started playing Beethoven. My parents well, were like, "You're a lease all That's day." That's really pretty much not a. But like a four-year-old should do. Yeah. So the inevitable childhood curse, piano lessons. And I remember this old English teacher, you know, piano teacher, kind of like what the old, back in the day, was <laughs> the, the wooden ruler. You're not practicing your scales. Yep. You're guessing. You're not reading. And Sixth or eighth grade, I kinda, took piano lessons. Yes. And that kind of threw me off a little bit. Played some string instruments. And I think at 14 or 15 years old, somebody had a drum set around the corner that was for sale. So this is pretty cool. So... Got into that and played, you know, played in several bands over the years, and uh, you know, really enjoyed music, even with the, you know, just the composition from becoming, you know, starting as a pianist and then getting into uh, string instruments and then the, the drums. I think it helps the creativity with the beers. It helps sure. the creativity with recipes. It helps with, you know, that that kind I of agree. thing opens up your mind a little bit more. Well, in general, just the creative side of your mind works differently than what some of the mechanical or scientific sides do, and exactly and keeps you in the loop of of things. With other people with like mind, like 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 likes, and that's a way to say it. Exactly. Similar interests is a better way than there saying like likes. There you go. Instead of like likes, <laughs> like likes. Um, so you play drums. Mm-hmm. You have a kid at home. I have two. Oh shit! What are your kids? I have a Yamaha recording series, a Pearl. It's a maple maple shell. Okay. I like the Yamaha better. You got the fourteen inch. Uh, sorry, twenty inch kick. Twenty two. Twenty two. Okay, we got the yeah. big boy. Playing those deep the, kits. The Pearl's 24. Oh. It's almost got a Tommy Damn. Lee. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Wow, it's almost, it's almost, almost, Doing it's almost hair metal in the background. Yeah. Yeah. John Bonham. Uh, and you said you're, you're, uh, the other guy, I uh, forget. John. Dan. Dan, yeah, sorry. Brother, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dan. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to do He's a ba- bass player. Bass player. Yeah. Okay. What's his, uh, what's his, uh, his axe looking like? I don't know. We haven't played in so long. I don't even know. Guys, should get back yet. into it. And we just keep play talking some about shows actually, at the fucking brewery. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about just doing <laughs> like a venue now. jam or whatever. Yeah, I got young kids and I got the. I'll be honest with you. Like, if I opened a brewery, it'd be just for the venue <laughs> to play <laughs> freaking shows. And you'd be out of business in a bunch I of would. There you go. I teach audio production. I could produce a good show, even though if even if I played poorly, I'd put some. Uh, uh, reverb on there, you wouldn't hear all my mistakes. <laughs> there that's you for go. sure. There you go. But I, we, I would know some really cool, like sixteen-year-olds that can fucking shred, dude. I got some kids in my class that are makes really you sick, good. doesn't it? It does. It makes me so pissed off. I down myself every day when I hear this. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, how come I never could learn that? I play power chords like a punk rock kid, <laughs> like a freaking <laughs> shitty garage band. And I do play drums. I do three, practice three, that three chord weekly. wonder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just all power chords and and octaves, and that's it for like a moron. But at least you know I I keep the dream alive. I keep that dream alive in the back of my head. One day, you never know. Um, So you guys, you know, obviously being the music centric, it flows throughout your beers. It flows throughout your labels. It's present in the tasting room. What do you guys have planned moving for the future in any regard, whether it be through the music, 
whether it be through expansion in the brew house or anything else you plan festival-wise, what's the big picture here? Definitely all the above. You just have to be cautious, and Steve can probably attest to the same thing. You want to grow, but you want to go smart. Yeah. I mean, growing exponentially and getting out of control, and when you have 40, 50, 60, 80 employees, then you get into the January doldrums and the February doldrums, and then you get to a situation where all of a sudden taxes are due and all this stuff is you know, coming into play. Um, we're trying to grow in the direction where we know we can make money, and we're trying to go in a direction where we know we can maintain our, you know, maintain our good quality product and maintain our staff where, you know, it's not so out of control and the staff starts leaving and the staff starts, you know, turning on you. It's really important to me to have a good work culture and, you know, offer, you know, incentives for the key employees. Make sure the key employees are going to stay and help you grow the brand. Uh, that's that's kind of important, and that's one of the things. Like you mentioned, uh, you know, you, the people that you have on; those are people have been around for a while now, yes, and, and, and they've stuck with you. So obviously, you're doing something right. We're trying, yes, to keep everybody around. Uh, you know, post COVID, you know, even pre COVID, those people have stuck with you. It's the loyalty; it really no is, no doubt about it. And it's hard, not easy to find good help. I mean, talk no. to anybody, any Jeez, line of work. Yeah. And we see a lot of people in a lot of different Especially businesses. Especially nowadays, and I know as we get older, I, I say it. You know, all these kids. That, I know yeah. my parents said it when I was a kid, and we turned out fine. But at the same time, like, it's getting worse. It sure is to yeah. find good, skilled labor. Yeah. It's hard to find those people that want to work, have work ethic, and want to grow. That's the key. Work, work ethic. Worth ethic, right. Show up on time. Do your job. Have fun. Be good. And enjoy. You know, enjoy what you do. As a, as a you know, high school teacher, as a career and technical education teacher, that's like my main points. You know, being able to say, listen, you want to wake up and want to go to work. Yeah. If you least, don't want to do that. Or at least not hate what you do. Right. I mean, but have some, employee, have some yeah. passion in exactly, one, yeah. one part of it that makes it worthwhile to jump out of bed and say, I can't wait to get there. Yeah. Because it's going to be a lot of fun today. Yeah. Regardless, and, I'm, and guess what? I get paid to do what I love. Yeah, well, I, you know something? The old, the old adage is, you know, find what you like to do. Figure out a way to make a living. You'll never work a day in your life. Exactly. Yeah. So. And they, they, people have been saying that for forever, forever, but yet that is exactly what the mindset should be no of the the current kind of up and coming uh, career based population. And it, you found it. You found your good core people that are in your uh, your your space. Um, what about the brew house? Do you have any big plans? You, you going with a cool ship tomorrow? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Some photos. <laughs> Some photos. <laughs> Jesus. We have a lot of plans. Uh, you just have to stay tuned. I mean, like I said, we're going to release some some limited releases, sours, um, Bourbon uh, bourbon aged beers. Definitely. I made a bourbon aged beer as, as a home brewer Ooh. in one of LA Vodka's. Barrel aged uh, or just? It was barrel aged. It was yeah. a bourbon bourbon ale that I kind of put together with the with the proper grains. I had the mm. the right flavors, but I also we let it sit for three months. And right before my kids were born, actually in 20, uh, 2014. I'm twins. never gonna enjoy a I day twins, again. By the way, I need to have bourbon barrel aged stout. Was it stout? Uh, no, it was just a bourbon aged. It was a it was a bourbon style beer that we just mm. took some grains that had the kind of the oaky flavor to it, mm. and then put it into one of those uh, barrels, and it came out really good, like about nine point five percent. Wee. Yep. Sit back, roller coasters about to begin. <laughs> click, 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 click. <laughs> that was a fun beer, and I definitely want to rep- try to replicate that. Yeah, that sounds fun. So, yeah, we have all kinds of all kinds of plans. Maybe even a barrel program, because you, th- you have the space now to store some barrels. So, it, 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 again, it, you, you don't want to sit on beer. So I no, mean, no. but I mean, for the, I mean for, but for your your yeah. own tasting room in general, that'd yeah. be a nice thing to no have. No doubt about for sure. it. Yeah, yeah. It's all in the works. Because you have, you know, like you said, a taps coming in, uh, possibly expanding your your tap list. Yep. And to be able to have some variations and variants no of, of other beers, yeah. that would be a, a great idea for sure. That's the one that works. Um, so mm. big events. What do you have planned coming up in the next 
few months. Obviously, yeah, so we're we, waiting for you know the turn of the season. Yeah, here. no. So we we have the the jam ban on the 18th. Um, we also oh, have, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, that's the, a big one. Yeah. We also have the I don't have the date in front of me, but we, we have a Caribbean dinner. Oh, okay. A beach party. That's with uh, where the heck is that? It's in. Uh, are you on my Instagram? Yes. Was that the one with Spinderella? Spinderella, correct. Yeah, yeah, correct. Thank That's you. coming up. <laughs> I was just, I was clicking into it. I'm like, mm. get, get the data on my phone. You got to me before I could. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a big one. And and to have events here in the off season is really going to help and draw. And obviously with no your doubt. catered events and stuff like no that. Doubt. So to have those things available to the public and, and, and being, you know, in the off season, that's going to drive business as well. Mm-hmm. Um you know, going into those summer, let's say late spring, early summer months, how do you prepare for something like that? You know you're going to get droves of people. Your increase goes up. Do you, you know, obviously more staff, more, like, what are the things you have to think about? Make sure you have enough staff. Make sure you have enough, well, we serve in plastic cups. We always started from the beginning. The reason we kept the plastic cups is because we have a lot of kids and a lot of pets. And we have concrete <laughs> floors in the tasting room. Yeah. And we've had it happen once or twice where the glass actually breaks and you just can't pick it all up. No. Yeah. You can't it's never everywhere. get it all up. So we just, unfortunately, during the weekends, it's it's plastic cups. So you don't want to run out of plastic cups. No, I don't blame uh, you. Staff is very, very important. Don't want to run out of beer. <laughs> so you got to forecast how much beer you got to have in the tanks to allocate that for the tasting room. Um, you know, it, it, it there was a lot of planning involved. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I remember a brewery not too far away from us. They've done very, very well for themselves. They came in. They opened after we did, and they said, we're we have a budget. We don't know if we can we can even open. They opened their first week and they sold out of like thirty five kegs of beer. Yeah, that's a big jump. And yeah. they, they've never looked back. They've been you know I don't opening like that much, but they definitely uh, hit grand opening, park. grand closing. Yeah, that's the easy way to think you know, about it. They're I'd say they're more than maintaining. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's just planning. You know, um, and staying on top of uh, you know what, what we just mentioned. Um, and you know, look, make sure you make good beer. That that's really really important. Don't yep. release a beer that's crap. Because that sticks out a lot. Dump it if you have to. Dump it I know it to. sucks, but it, it dump it if you have to. Haven't I do it yet? Not good. Yeah, good. <laughs> well, thank God. Pete, I want to give you an opportunity to give everyone the big plug. Tell sure. us where people can get in touch with you, where yes. people can find you, give us some tasting yes. room hours, all that information. Definitely. Tasting rooms open from 3 to 7 on Wednesday, 3 to 7 Thursday, Friday 2 to eight, two to 7, Saturday 12 to 8, Sunday 12 to 5. Uh, you can reach us on Instagram, uh, twin, four, twin Four Beer Instagram. Website is twinforkbeer.com. Uh, always hit us up on an email info at twinforkbeer.com. Call the number 631 209 4233 and come visit 807 Rainer Avenue, Riverhead, New York. Yeah. Uh, great facility, great space, a little outdoors, a little indoors, a little big brewing area to hang out and look at, big parking lot, lots of things going on. Any big plans for like a festival or something like that? You want to? We're do talking like about it. Same thing. You want cast make, fast or yeah, something? We're talking something about small, doing something like that. Yeah. Keep the East End people happy. No and, doubt about and it. All the breweries there, a little get together. Got to stay tuned. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So check them out right on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and uh, keep up. Pete, really appreciate you being in, Thanks, in guys, studio tonight. Thanks for the drive out. Been a great time and a lot of great info. I mean, uh, fantastic beer, of course. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me, obviously, is your core beers between Crescendo and Chromatic and. Uh, the traditional style and it it it, it's feel, it felt good from the first day I've had it. So appreciate it. thank you. Uh, really appreciate it. And keep up the good work, sir. Thank you guys. Uh, this is the work of Mike Pete and Steve GovsRadio.com. Thanks everyone for tuning in tonight. Facebook and Instagram for just a little bit, and of course YouTube. Uh, the podcast version will be out on all of our major platforms, uh, and we'll have some great shows coming up this year in 2023, just like we had tonight. And uh, 
Just a word, Mike, Pete, and Steve, GuzRay.com. Steven, something before we get out of here. Never do dry January. Oh, God. Has <laughs> it hurt? Don't fucking do it. Don't, just don't just do sit, it. Just sitting here with all the beers sitting in front That's of right. you. That's yeah. right. Bro. Yeah. We're making up for you. Yeah. Well, this merch will be on sale at our, uh, our merch. Uh, I have to grab one of the shirts, Steve. Yeah. Well, this, is, this is one of a kind again, for now. Until I got to put a bullseye on, on it. Again, <laughs> again, it's, <laughs> it's you know, the, the backing, uh, you know, of all my, my, my friends. Yeah. So, Making sure I do the right thing. <laughs> there you go. Well, I don't know if it Bastards. was the right thing, but it was a thing for you that you thought was Never right. Never do so it you, again. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate for every, uh, for everyone for listening tonight. As the work with Mike, Pete, and Steve, join us again in two weeks. And uh, don't forget to have your pets spayed or neutered. There you go. We out! Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Please hang up and try again. Words on Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough.